Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. How was your weekend? Mine, I, I, I spent most of mine preparing for this podcast because I was unprepared. You still a stressed boy at work? I'm just very busy at work. I'm just very, very busy at work. And so I'm very, very busy at work. And so what it means is I don't have time to do this work because this podcast is work. Yeah. Uh, I tried to explain that to you in season one. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I said, stop being a fucking idiot and get on with doing the work because it's your turn to do the work. Yeah, yeah. true. We have to pick a band that Steve has to take the lead on next year because he needs to know what it's like. Yeah, I probably won't stop. Which means means we're going to go with, what, Madonna? Hey, nothing wrong with Madonna. No, but... No one said that, Steve. Steve is obviously a huge fan of Madonna. He'd rather rather do it with Madonna, I heard. What does that mean? It's a song by, uh, was was it Fountains of Wayne? It was a classic. It was a classic. Mom. Oh, that was Stacy's mum. So it was. I believe it was Stacy's mom. Sorry, I'm just gonna Google. It's got it going. Do it on. with Madonna. It was a. It was a Buddhist thing. Uh, it was by the Androids. Oh, that, oh, that's great. So yeah, we'll do a series on the Androids. Oh my god. Oh okay. Yeah, should we good. do a se- yeah. Should we just do a season on One Hit Wonders though? Uh, well, that's what we're doing now, isn't it? Good job. Hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We're currently in season two, which is called Are You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Muse. We're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, are you amused? Uh, Just to clarify, we are asking if you are amused by the band Muse, not whether you or not you're amused by us, the hosts of this season. Are you amused? To which you are now 
listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, joined, of course, as always, by Steve Murphy. Hello. And Lucas Way. Hello. 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 Yeah, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. That's everyone fine. gets. Everyone hurt, really gets that bit that was something we did before we're, we started recording. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, of course, on our quest <laughs> to answer the question, what is music? I think music can be by both John Cale and John Cage. Uh, how about you guys? It's uh, one of 12 notes between an octave. I think it can okay. be by either Nick Cave or the song Cave by Muse. Okay, cool. That's all it can be. There's two so, types of music in the world, and they're Nick Cave and the song yeah. Cave. The genre Nick Cave and the song and the, genre, and the song Cave. The genre, which is the song Cave by Muse, off show. Genre, it's just a song. It's a whole new genre. Interesting that which we've is, all um, uh, limited ourselves. Uh, I've limited myself to two artists. Lucas has limited himself to an artist and one song, and Steve limited himself strictly to notes. That's, no one uh, note. It's one of 12 notes. Oh, it's one of 12. Between, so only one between. of them is music. Yeah. Well, but I said between an octave, not between a specific one. So it could be... It's, so it could be any be version of an F sharp. Any, like, pitch. Yeah. Well, we don't yeah. know if it's I'm an not, F sharp, I'm not though. prejudiced. It's D, it's, no. it's, 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 well, we know it's D minor, the saddest of all keys. Yes, that is true. How are you yeah. guys? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. <laughs> Good, yeah. Oh, Lucas is about to blow up. <laughs> Steve, you're right, Steve. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, good man, thanks. I had a very busy day doing DIY stuff yesterday. Oh, so that was nice. Get a job. What did you do? Sunday yesterday. Built built a summer house in uh, my girlfriend's garden. What is a summer oh. house in this context? It's a bigger shed with yeah. windows. I was going to say because when I think of a summer house, I think of like a bougie bougie bitch having a second house in Spain. Not, that's not, a not holiday home. Right, that's a holiday home. A summer house is a shed with windows. Yes, yeah, and like, and you, you can kind of and curtains clad out the wall, put a, put a nicer floor down. Right, so it's a, so it's some... a beach hut, not on a beach. Oh, good, yeah, that's it, yeah, nice. Oh, God, he's nailed it. Have you seen how much beach huts go for? Many oh, pounds, a lot. It's depending on where they are. So yeah. insane how much money beach huts go. For. It's you... it's a shed. You had to get a mortgage. And it's that's a shed like, you to get a on the beach. Whenever I go for a walk along the beach, I, I, you know, when they're open, you can't not look inside, right? When someone's outside it and the door's open, right. you look to see what's inside yeah. their beach hut. And the answer and it's is always disappointing. And the answer is yeah. some folding some chairs. camp chairs, a, yep. a, a gas hob for cooking cups yeah. of tea, and like and a few other bits and bobs. You can't even go in there and have a have a piss. So you haven't even got like a place to go for a piss when you're at the beach. Other you than, can. Other than the well, sea. Well, you do. You've got the sea. Yeah, the sea. So yeah. what are they... Lucas, why would, what why are they would good you want to go into... What are they Why would you want to go into that person's beach hut and go for a piss what anyway? What are they good for? Well, it's prime real estate, isn't it? But prime I to do what? Like... Sit in a chair and drink a tea <laughs> and not go for a piss? <laughs> which is prime beach activity for Lucas. That would get to the so, beach. That would be lay out so his suspicious. Towel. It'd be so suspicious if you said that, though. I'm just going out to not go for a piss. <laughs> Genuinely, like I looked up, I looked up on Right Move, the most expensive beach hut, and that was like a little house. <laughs> you've got, but you just were talking about how busy you've been this week. It's <laughs> time to look up the most expensive beach hut. This was very stressful. This was months ago. Anyway, right, and okay. that one had like a bedroom and somewhere to go for a piss. That's so nice. that's fine. <laughs> but other but the ones you just see like along the front are just it's just a shed that cost you yeah. 30 grand. 
Yeah, yeah. And Imagine how expensive they are in like Brighton, like because that is prime beach hut. Absolute sort of, uh, madness. Yeah, I agree. Let's um. Ma 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 ma. That's a bit. That's something. If, um, that's good. If yeah, you do have a beach hut, please tweet us at what is music. Yeah, tweet us just what, what you've got inside and what you do. I want to see a picture. And like, what do you do with it? And if you go there for a whole day, if you're like, we're going to go spend the day down the beach hut, where do you go for a piss? Yeah, okay. <laughs> because the Important answer is question. you go and yeah. find the nearest pub like everyone else at the beach who isn't going in the sea. Just don't in- most beaches, I don't want to spend too long on this, but don't most beaches have public toilets? Yeah. And they're usually the most disgusting toilets you've ever and they, seen. And they always have a, a, yeah. ne- a needle Slimy. bin. They've always got a needle bin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even down in like, That's... even down in like Warsash, down in Locks Heath, which is like the most middle class, like boring area ever. It's never needles bit in the to- in the public toilets at the beach. I've got to put my needle somewhere, Lucas. <laughs> Let's <sighs> get on with the although really quickly, hat check, Steve backwards cap again. Uh, yeah, man. Standard, absolute classic. You Covering up his my... shit lid. <laughs> shit lid. <laughs> Uh, Steve, have you booked in a haircut? Have you booked in a haircut? Because obviously it all unlocks. Have you have you booked one in? No, because uh, my girlfriend's now just cutting it, and she's like, "Oh, you will book it in to get it properly done." I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I'm really, the opposite. I'm like, yeah, Hannah's yeah, yeah. like, "You're gonna get it," but well, that's no, not the opposite. It's the same. I want <laughs> Hannah to. I want Hannah to just cut my hair, and she refuses. Lucas confused the opposite with <laughs> the, the same. <laughs> Which is quite sweet because he's very like inclusive. I want, it's, it's yeah, nice. that's nice. Yeah. I want her to cut my hair, and she's like, "No, no, it did look rubbish last time." And I'm like, "But I'm telling you, it didn't look rubbish. I, it's my hair, and I'm saying I think you did a good job. Yeah, Thank you. I love you. You don't have to look at it. That's what she, she says. That's exactly it. what she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> so she thinks your hair's shit. Yeah. She's fed up of looking. She at it. did it, yeah. and I think it looked good. <laughs> okay, great. I'm just trying yeah. to save her money because I'm going to end up. I'm going to. I'll steal the money from her account to pay for the haircut as. Yeah, there you go. As revenge. As revenge. That's good. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what you need in a relationship. Let's, revenge. Let's genuinely uh, make a start uh, because we're going through the discography of One Hit Wonders Muse uh, from three different <laughs> perspectives. Uh, me, I'm very analytical and deeply into the context of music. I'm not a big fan of Muse. Steve, moderately thoughtful about music. Bit of a normal person, bit of a fan of Muse. Lucas, less analytical about music. Uh, you seem to be upset with the way that I've described you recently, which is uh, pleb lord supreme. I would say I am more analytical <laughs> about music than most people in that I host a podcast where we analyse music. Yes, that's true. That's yeah, true. It's uh, very meta. Yeah, okay. But you are a huge Muse fan. There is that, All isn't right. there? They've, known, they've been known to release a good song here and there. Here and there. Recently, we looked at their uh, B-Sides collection slash soundtrack slash live film slash documentary uh, slash live album, Hullabaloo. Uh, and mm. this week, we'll be looking at their their third studio album, Absolution, or some of it, anyway. Uh, but we do like to take in all manner of context surrounding the music, including biographical. And so with that in mind, Steve... Oh, bollocks. Catch us up where we got to in the story of Muse. And now you're going to want me to try and explain Hullabaloo. <laughs> yes, please. Well, I've got two questions. First of, so, all, first, of yeah. all, ex- first of all, tell us the names and professions of the band. Matt Bellamy. Musician. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Matt Bellamy. Vocalist. Guitarist. Yes. Pianist. Mm. Mm, so Dom family show, you can't use slash... that. It's very good because it sounds like penis. Yep. 
Which actually isn't even Do- bad language. It's literally the word for it. <laughs> it's literally the medical term. <laughs> this is all good because it, it means I've got time to think. Yep. Dominic slash Dom Howard. Yeah. On mm. the percussion. Mm. Or just drum. No, it is percussion because he's played llamas' penises. Yeah. Famous for um, having so, hard Sorry for the, the bad language yeah. there. <laughs> Probably bleep that. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Oh, I shouldn't. I, I don't know why I do this on uh, on mic. Um. And then we've got Chris Wollstoneholm. Bang on. Yeah. Well done. It is home, though, isn't it? No, it's well, not really. Mm. Uh, home. home. Chris Wollstoneholm on the home. bass guitar. They uh did a show called Hullabaloo, which they performed uh, two nights at Le Zenith. <laughs> The Lazenith. The show wasn't called Hullabaloo, though. Well, that's what. Like, when, like, with the posters for the show didn't say Hullabaloo. At the time, it wasn't called anything. Right. So, is that right? I'm right. Mm -hmm. I am. I think the show was just called Muse Live at Lazenith, personally. But. Okay. The Lazenith. The Lazenith, yeah. Yeah. Uh, L. The Lazenith. Yes. Uh, They. Released a very confusing release, which was a, a DVD thing, which had um, the first disc had ten tracks, which were B sides. But that was the soundtrack to the documentary, which was on the second well, no, disc, and also about, on the first you're... disc. It had the live show from Le Zenith. Mm, I mean, you're you... talking about the CD. Yeah, you're about the CD, and you just described it as a DVD. So Ugh. you're not very good at this. Yeah. More or less right, though. So they released this thing, and then I imagine they went into the studio and recorded Absolution, Lucas. Skipping ahead a bit, but... How did I do? <laughs> Apart from every every fact being wrong, how did I do? Terribly. You described okay. a, you described the contents of the DVD, of the CD as a DVD. You well, didn't you detail did the DVD, and you at no point mentioned the VHS copy, the VHS release of it. So That is a glaring omission. Oh, shit. Which Did I've got. I mean, I own it. I showed corner? you. I showed you my copy of the VHS, and you still forgot. Pathetic. Um. Right. Yes. The end of the origin of symmetry era. Uh. So they they were touring. We've I've said this a lot. They did a lot of touring, guys. All they did was tour. They were touring. They recorded Absolution. No, no. Okay, so Should we get into no. so the end. Of, so end of end of the Origin of Symmetry era. Uh, they they've they are starting to preview a handful of little songs that they have been working on on the road in early forms. And how little are the songs? Very small. <laughs> okay, three seconds. Wow. That's no. That's Very no. That's little. that's that's short though, isn't it? Little is right, their, yeah. their, their their stature. So like, really tinny and like quiet. <laughs> yeah, they play them really quiet. They go, guys, we're gonna play some new material. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, what? turn it right bad down, times, and they're like, right, listen up carefully, and it's like, you sound like Björk. Time is running out. I tell you, it was a small song, the small print. Good. That's got the word. Well, that, what, that was one yeah. of the that Very was good. one of the songs that they that they had. How do you know? I he doesn't. Oh, uh, you can tell. You can one hundred percent tell. All right, throughout the guess, there okay, was there right. was there was four and a half 
Because <laughs> they were tiny. What were the uh, what were the four and a half songs they were they they had early stages of uh, you know early versions of at this point in two thousand and two Stockholm syndrome hysteria the small print thoughts of a dying atheist and maybe ruled by secrecy three correct half of intro hysteria half of intro half <laughs> yeah of intro. they had yeah. they had the percussion but they didn't have the the vocals down yet they did yeah, not yeah. have those uh, lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed down uh it was hysteria yeah. stockholm syndrome apocalypse please interesting uh fury the small print and an instrumental ish version of butterflies and hurricanes that's actually five and a half i was wrong okay okay so they've got quite a lot but it's it's all of it's like all, all of it's like early stages um they do some festivals uh they, they basically they basically end they finally are going to take some time off and they end their five straight years of touring but Reading in Leeds, second from headline on the main stage, below Adam's favourite band, The Foo Fires. Oh. Which is pretty good for, like, second album in, second from headline, Dece. At Reading and Leeds, though. Yeah, Reading and Leeds is a big festival. Oh, at the time. Especially at the what time. Was... Especially at the time, Reading and Leeds was a big deal. It wasn't the fucking embarrassment that it is now. Because we're older. <laughs> the sole reason I'm saying Lucas, that. Lucas, because... you you're happy to say that. That means you're never going to play Reading and Leeds. Ooh, what if, if we got offered we can to never do, take if we got offered to do what is music live yeah in the carling tent would we do it <laughs> uh yes i saw adam yeah. buxton do yeah. bug at reading like it, it's been it's been done yeah, yeah so yeah, now you but yeah. you've now just completely blacklisted us no you haven't why yeah that's a shame because people are listening but... to this no one who runs reading and leeds understands how to download a podcast because they're too stupid that's true. They've yet to understand that women perform music, so they, yeah, they're not that, downloading they podcasts, exist, are yeah. they? <laughs> that's, some, that's a sick fan. Uh, and then they finally take their first like full break in the in the late summer of 2002. First time they've taken a break since 1998. Jesus, which Christ. is mental. And they won't do a Have gig a for a full year. Nearly as busy as Lucas good yeah because i've been complaining about how busy i am <laughs> yes yeah the one person from the one person from my work who listens to this podcast will go yeah yeah it's been fucking talking about it a lot christ shut up yeah. <laughs> broken he has, we're, we're he has bu- been googling busy, beach mate. huts we're all busy and how expensive beach huts are i might move yeah uh so they all actually sort of go their separate ways so chris goes back to devon spends time with his family because he's got a brood at this point how big is that family now at this point is it two children two children at this point okay okay because he's yet to release absolution and he has to have his traditional one baby per album oh right okay (laughs) it was the way you said he's yet okay it doesn't matter uh dom goes off to switzerland and matt matt goes to italy because he has uh met a nice lady and a nice italian woman and he's he's settling down God, that comes through in the album. Actually, we'll get on to we'll it. On get, the track yeah, by track. yeah, a far it more, does. a far more content band in this album, I would say, is mm. is the way you describe it. Um, quite literally, you know, he his whole thing was he wanted to basically go and spend some time and 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 be and be a person for a while and not be a man who lives on the road and is a rock star having orgies and actually be a normal person. Uh, they uh, then uh, all moved into. Uh, a load of they're basically all they still at this point they were living together as well so they fucking toured together lived together just lived in each other's pockets uh and they basically 
did the opposite. They all moved out and were like, well, let's actually spend some time apart, please. Let's let's not <laughs> let's yeah. not be around each other twenty four seven. And they rented a little wet for five years. For five Jesus straight Christ. years. And technically it's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um rented a little warehouse space in Hackney to write and rehearse new songs and converted the loft into a flat so Chris could come and stay because he lived all the way down in Devon like an Aww. idiot. Aww. Uh, Chris, at this point, has his third child. Okay. Good. In the loft? In the loft. <laughs> the baby is both conceived, <laughs> entirely reared. Is reared the word? Reared. Yeah. Entirely, reared. entirely... Uh, <laughs> Hand reared. Incubated. <laughs> And then burned yeah, yeah. in the loft. <laughs> um, so wait, they so they they rented a space, a warehouse space, and then they converted the loft to the warehouse space. Yeah, into a little like they they were renting into a little like seems. into a little like nook for Chris to sleep in because obviously he'd come down like for the week. Allowed to do that? What are you going to mm. You're going to call the zoning board? I'm going to I'm going to call the landlord. You're going to call the council. Steve, yeah. the ha- Hackney yes, Council, and say in 2002 and three, Dom Howard, <laughs> Some... Chris Wolstenholme, and Matt Bellamy committed minor. What even is it? Yeah. What's the crime? Uh, murder. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, there was no like pressure to record, a, to record a record. Unlike Origin, where it was like, get on it. We're going to do another album. We're getting another album out. This was much more like. So the. The company, the record company, were happy for them to just sort of take their take a bit of time, time, do some writing, you know, get, get nice. you know, don't don't. Do, then there wasn't like a deadline on an album, so everything gets a lot more relaxed here. They meet, they have they have partners, they are not on the road. They have like homes that they can live in, and they just like go to work from Monday to Friday at their recording at their like rehearsal space, and then they stop going to work, like a normal person's life that sounds great it does sound great doesn't it does sound good just working a normal nine to five except your nine to five is writing songs just gonna hang out with your mates and write some music that's certainly good for me because i am known to i'm just bursting with song ideas is my problem (laughs) yeah the creativity is seeping out your pores seeping out (laughs) of me i'm just so many songs guys oh by the way i I wrote a note to myself here which is uh remember we were having a debate about the uh the whammy bar in the Manson guitar in the Hullabaloo episode. Uh, right. Well, for the sake of moving this no, along, I'm going to say yes. No, you don't care. Don't worry about it. I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, they basically spend they basically spend like three or four months doing that of just like casually slowly the whammy bar of casually yeah. slowly just working on music, and then they basically feel like they've got enough material to start looking into recording. It's quite boring, really. They take some time oh, off. What a fascinating band! Yeah, I know, right? They just—they're just becoming normal. Maybe don't admit it's boring. They're becoming normal like... people. <laughs> Look, I was going to talk about—I was going to talk about whammy bars really. and guitars with lasers in it, but you didn't seem interested. So, well, no, hang well, on. Yeah, you didn't hey, whoa, you didn't say with lasers. lasers. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go into every new guitar he gets on every album cycle well, I because it would know go on. The laser Fine, guitar. he gets a laser guitar, and it, the lasers yeah. get stronger. The stronger, the harder he plays, and they laser. What? That's cool. It's cool. Yeah, that's way more interesting than they worked up enough material that they felt they could record an album. <laughs> we should have just. Opened unfortunately, that is headline lasers. Unfortunately, that yeah. is that is the reality of the situation. Fair. So when do they record the album? Uh, they're uh, they're they're also around this time. 
I know how much you enjoyed talking about like record deal admin last time. Oh yes, please, oh, yeah. yes. They have yeah, a change yeah. in management. Okay. So Taste Media, who they've worked with from like the EP days, mm. they're out. Get out of here! They're actually, not, they're actually not out. They're still signed to them for one more album because they had a th- oh, right, they had yeah. a three. They had <laughs> a- they're all out of here, but for a bit. Three album deal, and this is the last one. But at this point, they stopped being in any kind of management. And Tom Kirk, close friend of the band, close friend of the podcast. Hi Tom. <laughs> Hi Tom. Because <laughs> um, he once replied to a tweet. Never had any interaction with him because we want yeah. him because because we want him to come on our podcast. Yeah. Hi Tom. That's how you. That's how you become friends with people. You tell them you're close friends with them. Yeah. We're close friends. Yeah. We're, we're close friends. friends. We're, we're really actually, close. We're we? husband and wife. You are a bit close. Can you back <laughs> off a bit? Um. So Tom Kurt becomes their media manager officially. You know, he was doing kind of like he was kind of doing like the socials and filming them twenty four seven and all the rest of it. He now is officially their their media guy. The socials right. in two thousand and three. Yeah, they would. They, remember, they were they were all up yeah, on that. Their, their email. Like, no, their their message boards were like active, and they had like email bulletins and stuff. Remember, they were using. Okay. Remember, they were using the internet right. to get fans to come and be extras for free in their music videos in two thousand. That's true. So they That's they true. were using their 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 stuff. They were using the internet. MySpace cool. is MySpace a thing at this point. Uh, and interestingly, for this podcast, this is when they switched their PR. Over to Hall or Nothing. Hey! hey. Uh, friends pre- of the podcast. Friends Hall of the podcast, literally this time, who've obviously well. previously worked with the Mannix. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for people who don't know, that that is um, the the, com- the PR company run by, at this point, run by uh, Terry Hall, who we had on uh, on our last season. And they also, uh, uh, did Terry mention this, but they also work with Radiohead. She mentioned yeah. it briefly to us off mic. She yeah, did. Hall or Nothing have worked with like everybody. Because yeah, Terry's, yeah. Terry's a ledge. Yeah, yeah that was Terry a, is a ledge. good episode. Yeah. Go back and have a listen. It's very Manix heavy, but it's a lovely chat. Yeah. So that happens. Um, yeah, uh, they go into the. So, so Hall or Nothing are responsible for steering them away from the spiky hair, top hat, and tails with a cane look. Well, is that is, is that P- so top work from Terry Hall? Is that yeah. PR or is that or is that media manager? Is that Tom Kirk? Uh, probably a mixture of both. Or is that simply age? Yep. Yeah. Could also be going. That, yeah. Let's call it not. Let's <laughs> yeah. call anyone. It. It's anyone looking at those images. It's, and it's going, Matt oh, Bellamy. No. It's Matt Bellamy finding himself a nice, proper Italian girlfriend, and her being like. Just wind absolute it. slam just, to his other girlfriend. Just call it wind your neck in and just calm it down, please, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, calm, um, calm it down, Matt Bellamy from Muse. This is obviously late two thousand two and two thousand three, so we are in peak Afghanistan, the war on terror, Bush. Yeah. Everyone doesn't like Bush and Blair. Peak that. So, although uh, Matt Bellamy comes down on an interesting side of that whole thing, doesn't he? Interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what this means. Adam, okay. a- Adam's teasing that he has some hot takes. I don't have some hot takes. I think Matt Bellamy's the one who has some hot takes. Really? Are they hot enough to not melt steel beams? Or well, yeah. Well, he was he was saying that he was like completely convinced that nine eleven was an inside job. Oh yeah. I mean, we haven't reached that yet. I mean, that's not referenced on this album. I don't think. No, 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 no. But he would have been uh, cementing those beliefs around this sort of time. Yeah, but he doesn't like talk about. I wouldn't say he. Uh, there's not a song in this album called "Jet Fuel Doesn't Melt Steel Beams." 
no, right. no, that's, that's true, not that's until true. the next. That's on. not until the next album. Yeah, he's not. He's certainly not talking about it publicly yet. Oh, not yet. At this point, very publicly in a bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Absolute wanger. <laughs> I don't know about this. How long have we got to wait until I hear all this? Oh, it's the next album. 20, 20, yeah. 2023. Oh, right. It's in the future. Well, you know, they they are a futuristic band. So, um, so yeah, they go into the studios. Oh. 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 Yeah, it's, it's the Robin Williams impression. <laughs> Is that Robin Williams impression? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wouldn't sh- oh, surely wouldn't a Robin Williams impression be going? I just wanna feel real love in the home that I live in. Yeah. Come on, two episodes ago we oh, already did a lot of take that. song. It's a great yeah, song. But- is a Robbie great wasn't song. with them when they wrote Shine, actually, Steve. So. Yeah, and Robbie and Robbie did feel from the, the al- track. from the album es- <laughs> feel from the album <laughs> Escapology <laughs> was not uh, take that song either. So wrong on both counts. Twat. Okay, wrong. Good. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm they happy go with. into the studios. Okay, which studios? Uh, well, we'll get there. They want so the original plan for this album was to record with three different producers for the three different styles of songs that they felt they had on the album, which was hard rock, classical and acoustic, which I think is two different things, and electronic, which I think there is not much of on this album, to be absolutely honest. Mm, interesting. Um, okay. Spoiler alert, they don't do that. Um, oh. So they first go into uh, Air Studios Ooh. in London, which was owned by George Harrison. Yeah. George. Oh. Harry's son, George. Harry's mm. son, George. Yeah. From... Friend of the guy from Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did we retire that bit, actually? I can't remember. From the Beatles. I... From the very famous and popular band that we all really like, the Beatles. <laughs> yes, from the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, the Beatles. Um, George Harrison. George Harrison. And that is with Paul... Who? That is from... <laughs> that is with Paul Reeve, who did uh, some of the early demo... Genuinely, sorry, I don't Paul know Reeve, Paul Reeve is. We, Paul Reeve would have come up on the earlier episodes. He did some of their early demos and he uh, worked on Showbiz as well. Okay. Um, okay and cool. John Cornfield, who, who worked on some of those early demos and mixed Origin of Symmetry. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. So, yeah. they went, so they went into this this studio with the intention of this being the section where they were going to do their big, bombastic, classically influenced songs. Mm. They had five tracks they were going to do. And basically the idea was they wanted to do a bit of a fuck you to the critics who said the origin of symmetry is a bit too over the top and dramatic. I mean, I don't think many, did many people say that because it was very well received. Um, or they yeah, picked up on sure. like two like, people that said that and they were like, I'm going to show them. Yeah, well, that sounds you. very yeah. much, that, that really tracks with the, the whole theme of showbiz, which was, oh, you don't like my band. So they found one review. <laughs> so so, they, so like they, Someone had written in a toilet and door so, and went, oh, I will show you. And so they planned on, on, on a lot of this Jezza. album being big orchestral bombastic monsters. So they brought in <laughs> a big orchestra and a big choir to record yeah. Butterflies and Hurricanes, Blackout, and then three other tracks that end up basically they scrap them with orchestras because oh. they feel like it actually isn't the way isn't the direction to go. I'll let you guesses. Okay. Do you want to do some early guesses? What are the songs they originally put some strings to and changed their mind? 
Sing for Absolution. Um, Give Steve a guess. Come on. All right. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, intro, interlude, <laughs> uh, hysteria. <laughs> right. This is why we don't ever throw to Steve. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what have I? I would guess Sing for Absolution, uh, ruled by secrecy, and uh, something that's not on the album, maybe. Cool. I mean, technically, intro could be done by part of an orchestra because orchestras contain percussion, right? So, yeah, we'll do yeah, a, yeah. we'll do a cover. Menu. Yeah. Um, basically, Matt wanted to like really try his. Like, obviously, they you know they'd had the classical influence in the last album start to seep its way into songs like Space Dementia <sighs> and Citizen Arrays. Yeah. Um, and he basically wanted to try his hand at like full blown orchestration. Like at this point, he's not he's not doing it all himself. He like collaborated with a uh, with a a composer, and wanted to basically like try his hand on on orchestral parts. Okay, but they basically do they do they record these five songs um, and kind of go, this isn't working. Uh, it's not sounding what we would what we it's not sounding as epic as they want it to or as they expect it to, and basically go. <laughs> they, they got they had a full orchestra and they went, this isn't enough. Well, whatever, or, or, or we'll get to it. Or they go, it actually sounds weaker with the orchestra. Right, okay. right, right, right. Um, so they basically go, right, let's knock on the head for the Christmas. So this is tail end 2002. And go, let's, re- let's, let's give this a new approach in the new year. In the new year, they then start working with Rich Costi, who... Classic. Classic, classic Rich, um, who they've never worked with prior to this. So... Why it's classic, I don't know. Actually, Adam, what is he? Is he? Is he known? Is this someone who's worked with a lot of good people, or are you saying classic because you know they? Work I just with know him. that they work worked, with him again later. Together a lot. So they've classic worked, they, because they, of later yeah. episodes that we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> you do know, know that's actually happened though. Like they have released other albums. No, but we don't know that at this point, Steve. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't. That's the law of this. We don't know that they released Black Holes and Revelations next. What they released? What? Oh, sorry. I just I just know the name Rich Costi. Yeah, they, they work, I think they, he's also worked with like Sigur Ross. Well, at, at this point, he's worked with Rage Against the Machine and the Mars Volta, and and tracks and Audio Slave, which is Rage Against the Machine. Oh, this three, this three, makes three sense. Three quarters of so this they all makes sense. And so they were like, but he also has worked with um, Philip Glass, doing more sort of. Why did you pronounce it like that? Because um, I didn't know if he was French. Just, nope. Just so oh, it's spelled with an F. So I was thrown off because most people called. Philip would have. Oh wait, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Okay, hang on. So there's a very famous contemporary classical composer called Philip Glass. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wait, it's not spelt with an F though. One sec, let's just. (laughs) Lucas, are you thinking of the song Philip by Muse? Oh shit! No, no. What what's happened here is I just assumed. (laughs) Yeah. I assumed that he was French. Why? And I assumed (laughs) it was spelt with an F because he's a contemporary classical composer. (laughs) Even then, Philippe isn't spelt with an F. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is. I know someone. Okay. I know someone who's Philippe with an F. Okay. Who the fuck is Philippe? He's, I mean, he also, also, he's not French. He's Belgian. But <laughs> oh my god! Uh, right. I'm looking. Oh I, I have a Blu-ray in front of me of Koyana Skatsi, actually, which is a film that's right. scored by Philip. So Glass. yes, he's he too. That's weird. He also worked with Philip Glass and Fiona Apple. So he was like, "Look, I can give you the heavy, and I can also give you the orchestral." He kind of yeah. was like, he wanted to work with them. He was like, 
very, very different kind of orchestral, though, Philip Glass. I've, I've, I have him in my notes further down. I can't I, hear I wonder what song on I any be, of this I, album. I reckon I know what song you're talking about there, and we'll get to it. Next Shut episode, up, probably. Um, so, yes, they... Uh, I didn't hear what Steve said, so I don't. Fucks. I don't know whether I should laugh. Did he say something funny, or did he say something tedious? It was. It was. Yeah. It was. No. It was Take a right. guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Come on. Right. So yeah. I'm just, just opening a beer because you guys are distracted anyway. So. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Also, they basically so the that that first sort of orchestral chunk they wanted to do was also the, they kind of wanted the album to be much more like uplifting and positive than than the last one, which is gloomy and bleak um okay, yeah. but that kind of starts to turn around because matt gets just basically more and more obsessed with the war in the middle east and kind of gets a bit more like oh god it starts to get down a path that he never moves away from mm. musically and lyrically yeah, we, we've already had someone tweet us to say that the context <laughs> has actually put them off the band and i imagine <laughs> it's just gonna get worse <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> um <laughs> It's interesting that that uh, you know we'll, we will get onto it when we get into track by track. That doesn't come across on the album at all for me. What he's talking about those themes of like war and I think uh, there's like there's like, like a, there's like a couple of songs, mostly, and then is there? I guess yeah. time is running out. But a the only reason I please. know that look, we'll get into it later. Come on, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, going to talk yeah, about yeah, the music yeah, video, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so Costi is like he's much more like he's he's apparently a very technical, very detail oriented, like very into like the science of the recording, and he's very like he'll you know like measure distances between mics, and he's very sort. Whereas Origin Symmetry is very like live and in the studio, kind of yeah. raw. This is much more like let's go put the drums in this cupboard and oh put thirty you mics can in hear there that and 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 you know really this. put a lot of like craft into it, which kind of rubs off on Matt, and he becomes much more interested in like the producing. And the building of a track over just like right. let's just fucking rock it out and and play it, making it less interesting. Oh, making it less interesting. I mean, I don't think anyone would deny that <gasps> that Muse never <gasps> are as, as interesting as Origin of Symmetry. Like, I think we said that on the Origin of Symmetry episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't mean it's bad though, Steve. I didn't say it was bad. You said it's shit. <laughs> did. did I? Uh, did yeah, I heard you say yeah. it. Yeah, I heard him mutter it under his breath. Um, they and then they they, ba- they basically work with him for the entire rest of the of the album. So they're working in Grouse Studios, which is in Ireland. It's like a big house in the countryside. I can't hear Grouse, a Grouse Lodge anywhere. Grouse on this Lodge album. Studios. Yeah, Adam's heard of it. What's been recorded there? Come on, what's that? Uh, well, a couple of Manix uh, albums. Oh, uh, which uh, ones? Life Lifeblood. Oh, oh Lucas is boy, <laughs> my boy. Greg was talking to us about Grouse Lodge Studios. It's oh. where uh, it's where the finishing touches were put to Lifeblood and where it was mixed, I think. Oh, yeah. Makes me love it even more. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me love famous. Lifeblood even more that it, that it was recorded in the same place as a Muse album. There's a Muse Many years yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around the same time, right? Uh, so Lifeblood would have been 2003. <gasps> Shit. Maybe they're, <gasps> they're in there together. Their sister uh, albums. No, because no, they would have been um, uh, elsewhere. The Manics would have been elsewhere in No, in no, no. I, they shared the studio. Grouse Dodge would have been 2004 yeah. for the Mannix, I think. They were in the same room at the same time as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're if playing you, over If you each other. really listen, <laughs> if you really listen, you can hear a man just screaming, like just, just into an SM58 from the room over because he's so loud. <laughs> yeah. 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 
sitting Some down deep with, cut a, there. with a nice. cigarette on. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> deep cut for the for the long time fans. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they go to Cello Studios in LA. It's the first time they go to LA to do a bit of their recording. LA City. LA City, baby. Um, still with Rich Costi. And then they go back to London to mix it. And that's basically the recording. Okay. I mean, obviously, oh, any sort of like interesting anecdotes from the recording. I mean, interesting I mean, ways that they record. Yeah, I mean, anything, we'll get to or... it when we get to the songs themselves, right? Oh, okay. okay. Like, yeah. But, but yeah, cool, cool, but Costi cool, cool. is definitely like wants to do little things. He's not just like let's get in the room and fucking rock it out. He wants to like okay go into the. So it's sl- slightly more sort of clinical. Well, yeah. I mean, there there is one song which I mean, it's time is running out. Where the bass riff is literally put together. Yeah, it's literally okay. cut together in Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. So that that's becoming sort of more prevalent at this sort of uh, time of the re- the recording uh, industry. Yeah, for better or for well, depends on what kind of music you like, doesn't it? Yeah, it works for some. If stuff, you it like, doesn't work for if others. you like like dirty garage rock, probably not going to be a fan of that style of producing yeah yeah that's probably fair if you like really big and overproduced things then having like 54 versions of one person's lyrics layered over each other to make it sound big and epic my jam yes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um uh, well there you go yeah so recording's quite boring it's quite a normal recording process for this album i'm afraid um they released the first the first single they released so pre-album guess steve first single from Absolution. Easy. Hysteria. No. Adam. That's, that's, the thing no, is, no, we're, now at a point where Adam, we're also now at a point where Adam knows the answer, I think. so. Uh, not quite. Not quite. It just, uh, you ruined it in the last episode when you said that they played the Hullabaloo thing on TV and then did the premiere of Time Is Running Out. Okay, cool. So you're... anything other than a first single. No, no. So you're wrong because it wasn't the first single. The first single was Stockholm. Oh, the first single was Stockholm no. Syndrome. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it was Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it was Stockholm I'm Syndrome. Edit, I'm going to edit yeah. that in. Uh, Congratulations, uh, Adam. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, my God, you're great. You're cool. so attractive oh, it, oh, and you've got cool. a big where, willy. Cool. Where did it chart, Adam? Uh, what? Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, yeah. Number five. Cool. Steve? Six. Don't. For fuck's sake. <laughs> well, you're, I, mean, I mean, Adam's closer, but he's also wrong because it charted at number two. But you oh, both failed that. to mention that it would be the download-only charts because this was a, a download-only single. Oh, and well, this was this was when this on. was when the download charts was a separate thing. Well, hang on, was, was "Time Is Running Out" released physically? We'll get there. So that's the first real single. No, then. no. What, what what makes it not a real single? In twenty twenty one, that that's a real single. Well. Yeah, but it's not 2021, is it? It's 2003. Yeah, they're they're ahead of the times. Muse are Stewart's inquiry ahead of the times. They know they know that the internet. They know the internet is where it's going, so they release it on Muse.mu, which is their website. Uh, They wanted it to be for free. The label wouldn't allow it, wankers. So it was a quid. Right, fair enough. Download an MP3 of Stockholm Syndrome. Had a great music video, if you remember. I do not. It's just them. Th- it's yeah. just them with thermal well, well, cameras playing on in front of thermal cameras. Yeah, oh, like all the, this. Uh, I've got all of this to talk about when we get to. The, uh, hold on, checks notes. Stockholm like, syndrome. Like the Manics uh, <laughs> found that soul video, which is just them playing in night vision. Yeah, similar. Yeah, sort of concept. this Very is just this vibe. is just them. Yeah. Didn't they find that? Didn't that also have like night vision shots of like animals in the in the woods? Yeah, yes. what's your problem, and, man? And books. <laughs> so random. Yeah, so random. Books, books that they like. But Stockholm Syndrome video does have Dom farting in front of a, a, a 
attacked uh, one of those cameras. Yeah. So that's and quite then, like, exactly. some li- that's quite some funny. liquid pours on them and stuff. That's quite right? funny, though, isn't it? Because the fart would be visible with yeah. with the inf- with the camera, and that's, that's funny. Really funny, farts isn't it? Are very, it is funny. Because farts yeah. are famously very funny. Yeah. September eighth, the first proper single gets released. Steve, want to guess? Steve, want to guess what it is? Steve, want to guess what it is? Hysteria. Right, you're wrong. Fuck's sake. (laughs) Adam? (laughs) Time is running out. Wrong. What? Time is running out. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, good. Uh, Guess where it charts? Steve first this time. Download only or norm. This has a CD release. So this, uh, number four. It's very popular. Number eight. Oh. And number eight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, guess what happens next? Please tell me they Do released they Absolution. Did they release the album? Yeah, on the 15th of September 2003, they released the album in Japan. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And, then, okay. And, 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 and then on the 29th of September 2003, they released the album in the rest of the world. Right. Okay. Apart from the States. Because they still oh, because they still haven't because they still haven't got oh, they still oh. haven't got a set up in the states as as we talked about in the last episode they are like labelless in America. Yeah, that's true. I so I bought that. this album in the states. You must or have, rather, it was it was bought for me. Well, you must have uh, bought it. In, you must have bought it after the twenty third of March twenty third of March two thousand and four. Yeah, it would have been. So that's why I would have it would have cropped out because it would have been a new release when I bought it in the states. There you go. So the album is called Absolution. It's 52 minutes and 13 seconds long. It's recorded between September 2002 and June 2003 in Air Studios London, Grouse Lodge Studios, Ireland. It's produced by Paul Reeve, John, Conf- John Cornfield and Rich, Rich Costi. The artwork is done by Storm Thorgerson, Great which is name. such a good name. He's so a, good. He's, he's a legend as well. He did a lot of Pink Floyd. He did a lot of Pink Floyd's. Well. That yes. is a Viking's name. It's such a Viking. Yeah. Storm Thorgerson. Cool. That is yes. a man who will like punch you in the face and you'll wake up three days later. <laughs> fine with it because he's Absolutely eight foot fine four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that artwork is who, cool. Who else is just fuck. picturing the mountain from Game of Thrones? Um, I don't watch Game of Thrones because no, no. I'm not 14. Uh, yeah, no, the artwork is so cool. So, like, it's so good. I that's all it. in camera as well. That is not an it's effect. All that's in not way. like Photoshop. That's done for real. Yep. Yeah. And, that's real shadow. And now Storm yeah. Ferguson is apparently like, um, like hush hush on how he did it, but there's footage of them oh. doing it on the b- making of this album, and it's kind of oh. it's, it's exactly how you'd expect it to be done, which is uh, like a sculpture in the sky. They're all on. No, they're all on, yeah. and they're cutouts on sticks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but and the you cut- have to wait for the sun to be in exactly yeah, and, the right and, and the and the base of the cutouts is is thin enough that it would be underneath the shadow cast by the silhouette. Cool. So yeah. that, nice, that's quite easy. Really, it, it's so provocative. Like, it, I looked really closely today at it. Is he holding a little octopus? He's holding a gas it's mask. A gas mask. Because there, 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 oh. <laughs> there's versions. There's versions of it where he like had a gas. Now mask my on. next question is going to be: Could you use an octopus as a gas mask? Was that going to be your next um, question? Because that is a very valid question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could you? I think no. Okay. Adam's going no. Lucas, what are you? I could think you, you use a gas Yeah, I think you could use an octopus as a gas mask. I, no, I don't think mm-hmm. it would necessarily be successful, but you could do it. It's true. 
You could you just could try, smush yeah. the octopus onto your face. I'll tell you what the art reminds me of. This is so wanky, but it really reminds me of a like a manga comic called The Enigma of the Amigara Fault. Have you heard of that? No. 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 So the human outlines, I'm not going to... I can't really explain it because it's like a short sci-fi story, but it's genuinely like quite terrifying. Um, it's scary as fuck, but like, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. It's Ooh, called I'm just looking um, at it. Enigma, Enigma of the Amagara Fault. Oh yeah, don't read the, it now, Lucas. Because it's quite. No, I'm reading it. No, no. So chapter one. <laughs> uh, remember that manga reads uh, right to left. No, no, no. I'm reading. Anyway, it. I'm reading it um, how I'm used backwards. to. Thank you. yeah but uh yeah really cool like um genuinely like i've never really been affected by a comic strip before but yeah but well yeah it's similar because the outlines outlines of the people and the kind of ghostly figures yeah yeah so that's what it reminded me of cool yeah i like the artwork um Uh, the artwork is also different uh depending on which version yes so the so So lucas's artwork that he has on the wall there is different to the artwork that you and i would have seen oh yes the vinyl the vinyl has a little girl going the other way aren't they and it's and it's no you're probably looking at no. in mirror it's probably flipped oh it? yeah just because of the camera the c this the dvd is a just a different man mm. and he's well, looking in a slightly different way um and that's it that's, Did they just three swap versions. him out do they have both of them on set yeah they had like they had like a handful of people yeah. on set and they just tried different versions of it right and Fair just enough. like did it different um yeah i think it's probably their best artwork in fact it's definitely their best artwork I think. Oh uh, no! I do like black holes and revelations. I do, but it's, it's their best it's, artwork so far. It's less. I think it's less. I think it's more, like clear than the black holes. It's and better than showbiz, isn't it? Black holes and revelations one. <laughs> yes. it, like you got like I like it, it. It looks cool just to look at, but like the actual what it is, you'd have to have told. You wouldn't know what that's supposed to be. I don't think. Uh, of course you do. It's the four horsemen of the apocalypse on Mars. Why would you it's know so they're the four out. horsemen of the apocalypse based on what? Because there's because there's horses. four of them and there's tiny horses on the fucking I table. I don't think that's necessarily as clear. I don't think it's as clear as this, which is just like it's the rapture. It's the end of days. That's less clear to me. I didn't get that from this I at think all. It is quite clearly some kind of apocalyptic event. I mean, this is like the out. It's the front cover of Apocalypse, please. Basically, well, it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but- which they maybe should have called the album. No. No. Do you like the name? How do you think about the names? Absolution. It's fine. It's fine. Steve? Sounds like a workout routine. What? Absolution. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sounds never like going to be... Uh, that's all I'm going to see now. Ab- sounds like a DVD words. I would that's buy. That's really good. <laughs> the solution I'm, to abs. No, so you're... No, so you're 30 minutes. Yeah, you're picturing like a dude, like a big... I, I immediately thought of like aerobics, like a real 90s like... <laughs> yeah. Hi, Absolution. welcome yeah. to Absolution. Absolution. Exactly. Yeah that's, yeah, that's much more the vibe. Um, Great. Really good album artwork. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's um, very striking. Um, Should we do our sort of general, slightly non-spoilery thoughts then? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, w- what were you guys like up to in two thousand and late two thousand three? So, so this was my when first, was, like, yeah. This is my first Muse album that I like at launch was like bang up for. I, I, I day one. I'd obviously got. I'd obviously this. gotten into Origin of Symmetry and then and then obviously probably gone back and done Showbiz. I imagine. Um, and this is the first one where I like was definitely bang up for listening to it so i definitely made a mm. definitely made an effort to to rip the cd of a friend who bought it on day one definitely right that, great that's illegal definitely definitely made a point of doing that yeah because i was steve were you engaging with this album when it came out or is is Inter- um yeah it was on it was on all the music videos uh the music channels 
Um, so I would have seen time is running out. I saw Stockholm syndrome. Probably hysteria was a single, right? So uh, yeah, maybe because I've tried to guess it as a single like so far. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I was very aware of these songs because I would just sit in front of these music channels and just consume. You just flip between my four, music. Five, That's four, how I found four four two four seven one four six nine. Four, five, three. If you really like at a loose end, and you like, let's go and put on cue. Then I guess there might be something going on. There. Yeah. So did you yeah. have the album then, Steve, or, or just, just uh, the singles? No, I didn't have the album. Yeah, I, I just knew the singles. Again, this was a big album in our friendship group. Um, but then, yeah. that, so so not Steve then, because Steve isn't our friend. Well, no, no, no. I, that, that's why I was asking. Like, I was wondering if if Steve was sort of like aware that like. Me, Alex, Fry, Joe, Jenny sort of all listened to this album a lot. I didn't get it until quite late, but I knew that um, other of my friends had, had had been enjoying it. And I remember pointing it out in a shop in the USA and saying, that's supposed to be good. And my mum bought it for me as a present. That's so that's how I that's came nice. to have the album. This is my first Muse album. Uh, so th- this album was my introduction. Tell me yours. This is the, this this album Sorry. was my introduction Sorry. to Muse. So you so you I'd engaged wow. so you hadn't engaged with Origin Symmetry in any kind of way on TV or or, or... nope or like, or like, or like when Citizen Arrays was getting regularly played on Radio One like that wasn't... <laughs> yeah not, not that I can uh, remember but I knew of Muse and that even at the age of fifteen I was aware that Absolution had had positive reviews and I was like that album is supposed to be a good album yeah. Uh, and yeah, and it was bought for me, and I listened to it on the flight on the way home from Florida. I, on I CD Walkman. I distinctly remember my cool. uh, a friend from school uh, ha- having it in school, and we listened to it in science class, like a headphone each. On the uh, that's naughty. On the slide, probably the old like yeah, you know, you, like, you know, like put the, put the headphone in your hands, and then you like <laughs> lean on your hand like you got, you got no i never did anything like that because i was a good boy no i was annoyed yeah I, I wouldn't have done I was that annoyed yeah. Boy. Yeah. I was annoyed boy. Yeah. yeah lucas was knee deep in his heroin addiction at that point as well i think we should probably mention that yeah, at 13. Yeah, 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 um yeah, yeah. no i didn't really consume it in any way like uh from front to back or i i didn't i must have heard it in i was gonna say i've heard it in people's cars but we were what 14 yeah i mean you might have heard it later because it's a really good album yeah so i yeah i probably have heard this album but at the time absolutely not it wasn't on my radar apart from literally absolutely uh, not no apart from the the sexy lady in the time is running out video because it's a sexy lady there's a handful of sexy ladies in that video yeah and sexy men and sexy men i was a prepubescent boy that was definitely sexy lady you were prepubescent at 14 (laughs) i was a late bloomer (laughs) um I didn't want to talk about it, but when I got to about twenty nine, twenty nine, interesting. So after, kind of, so um, after you sired your first child, you hit yeah. puberty. <laughs> Very good That's point. Weird. Yeah, I, I'm doubling down on this bit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh, it's weird, weird, isn't weird, it? Yeah. Weird. So yeah, I didn't um, grow my penis until thirty. <laughs> what? There is. Uh, that's such. Please don't swear on the podcast. Um. <laughs> Absolution. It's really good. There is a sort of... Uh, it's, it's very interesting listening to it, like having listened to it now so often in such a short space of time and having list, having done that just after listening to Origin of Symmetry in such a large amount in a short space of time. How different they are, actually. It's, it's, yeah. it's much less of a vibe piece. 
they, they, yeah. they are there is a concerted effort to kind of be a little bit more maybe commercial or safer yes. than origin of symmetry but, but also i would say a lot of people would probably recall this like textbook muse yes i would say this is the sound of what would kind of be your example of muse i would say yes origin of symmetry actually sort of just just from my knowledge of where muse go origin of symmetry becomes a little bit of an outlier yeah and is is one of their sort of like weirder albums in 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 the canon of what they do i think they have the same sort of like prog rock ambition on, on this album but it's expressed in a much sort of uh a much different way. On, yeah. on, on and, and I think you can also tell that it comes from, from three happier, healthier minds. Uh, more greedy, uh-huh. wanting more money minds. I, like, I'll go I'd... into it more as we go along, <laughs> but I really, I, I don't want to sound too negative from the get-go, but it really feels like anything interesting that succeeded with Origin of Symmetry has been totally stripped away. At least like Hullabaloo had a vibe. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It was, a, it had a, it, it was like an eerie. I, I, t- I, t- I tell you what's happened. All the edges have been sanded off. Yeah, and those edges come from live recording and capturing an emotive performance and kind of cobbling which, stuff together and trying to get the feel of a record. Which but totally think, tracks with Lucas talking about how they exactly. had a producer who was absolutely like he was measuring microphone distance and um, and. He, focusing on the minutiae and getting everything kind of perfect and lined up like you said like a bass part at one point was like edited together and i'm assuming it was edited together to kind of make it perfect i was actually wrong as the guitar and so it loses a a lot of the messiness okay so it loses a lot of like that messiness and and the edges are sanded off it's a it's quite a safe album that said there's a few standout but, but, but yeah i don't think that's necessarily yeah. i mean you know we talked about it with manix didn't we you know they 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 certainly their edge got shredded away as they got past, you know. Yeah, and then they try and rediscover that edge, but, and then but, it gets sanded off again. But then, but yeah. yet, one, you know, the, two of the albums that we rated the highest are two of their least edgy albums, I would argue. And yet, we like really. But liked the one them. that the one that we rated the highest is one of their edgiest. Yeah, well, Futurology. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, spoilers for anyone who's going to go back and listen to the whole manic season but we, you don't we, like, we, we like for fe- anything we like we're not fe- currently talking we about you know that. <laughs> um spoilers for tomorrow i'm gonna i mean i mean much. i mean in terms of in terms of the the uh, spoilers. in terms of Sorry, the band guys. but they they felt like this is the, the the first time it fully gelled to exactly it was exactly what they wanted to do basically oh, that's okay. interesting they didn't feel that on origin symmetry I mean, I guess it maybe. I mean, if you're reading an interview at the time with them, of course they're going to say this is the this is Muse. This is exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is our best album so far because everyone. Yeah, true. I guess. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Everybody's most recent album is the best thing they've put out. Imagine right? if, they, imagine yeah. if like they released. No, an there was and like they love promo it. doing. Actually, this one was a bit of a throwaway. Imagine they just this go and they, go and they go. They go. It's good. It's, it's good. It's better than the last one. But obviously, we're never going to be as good as like album like two, three, and four. I we're don't know. I think maybe they have. And to be fair, didn't Matt Bellamy say that Showbiz was a bit faffy and bollocks? And he that said was the that, first no, he album. He said that at the time. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Which yeah. is even. This is even better. <laughs> This isn't our best album so far. It's your first. It's your only one. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we've been <laughs> tell us about your album. Bit shit. Bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. I I think this is like. I mean, but also when you say about like the edge and everything, I think this is the the stadium ambitions growing further and further. 
this is for you talk about sure. you know you talk about yes. origin you can feel them bursting at the seams with the potential to get bigger and this is them going bigger and then after this album they go bigger and it is big i tell you what this album with is big big i mean steve steve sounding vaguely diff, uh, negative from the start is very surprising because i expected a lot of this to be steve's jam because it's big and steve has specifically said what he likes in his muse right is big. it's big it's certainly big and epic i take issue with how they've gone about it we'll get into it there are definitely some issues on this album i think it's interesting that you said that they focused so hard on the production because to me the production's quite like muddy there's there's not a whole lot of dynamic in in these is this around the loudness wars wars kicking in i think it might be yeah it it, It feels compressed to shite this album yeah that's true am i a pleb because i don't notice that when when we talked about like there were certain Manix albums that you said were like more guilty of the loudness wars than others, I I don't notice that. Uh, yeah, we, we've covered at length that you are a pleb, but I think I'm actually a genius. You're a lengthy. Well, that's lengthy something that a, plub, a pleb would say, or a pleb, or, or a pleb. That is true. Um, what's it called? <laughs> what's the uh, the phenomenon? The... You're looking forward to pleb gardens, Aurora Borealis. Yes, the Aurora Borealis. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> can find entirely in your kitchen yeah should we should we just should we should we get into the track by track because right. th- these are we all should. things that we can talk about are we, as we are go we actually right actually going to do record track yeah we should probably hit record as its own track are we actually yeah gonna... yeah they they have separated it as track one and that is actually a decision merit that, that merits some discussion all right so here is track one so we're gonna so Absolution. are we gonna have some legal issues that we're gonna play the entire track Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Would you want me to? St- it's twenty-two seconds. No, long. no. Want me to stop it after five. No, no. <laughs> st- st- stop it after twenty-one. Actually, no, you can't. Okay. No, no, because then you because then you miss like half of the lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's track one of the This is intro by Muse. It's a fade up. <laughs> <laughs> and a fade down, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It reaches its peak at ten seconds. There we go. You missed the so la- you missed the, the last lyric, which is March. That's actually uh, you can see from my Spotify that is included at the beginning of Apocalypse, please, according oh. to Spotify. Oh. All right, guys, 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 hold on. Intro, absolutely my jam. So ten good. out of ten, world changing highlight. Of the oh album. God, just everything. The crescendos. It really comes together on the first track. It really comes it really together. Does. The, the like the. The 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 third stomp, the third round of stomps mm. is the best mm. round. Oh, yeah, so there's dun 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 dun. That's one dun 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 dun. That's rubbish. Dun, that's okay. And then the third one, dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is like chef's kiss. Oh, yellow, you're talking to me now. You now you're stomping my language. No, yeah, now you're stomping my language. It is. It is the first indication of it being more more of a commercial album, though. If this was Origin of Symmetry, this would have just been the opening of the track. Well, this would the, have been Apocalypse. Yeah. Why isn't please? it just the intro to Apocalypse, please? Because it's because just the intro to Apocalypse, please. Now so this you is the reason why. It. Yeah. So you can go straight to the song. Right. There's the song. Because yeah. I don't want this faffy stuff. All and the also, weird this stuff. this is this Skip. brings up a because it comes again later in the album. But there's a thing that I wish every music service offered, which is the ability to like logically link tracks so that even if you're in shuffle in all music shuffle any kind of shuffle 
it will never play intro without playing Apocalypse Please right after because it's annoying when you're on shuffle and you get interlude. And then I it, mean, yeah. I just I just don't add intro to the playlist. And that, I reckon. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I tell you what. I tell you what. This is this out. This is on Netflix when you can skip intro. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's that exactly, button. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah. Or, which yeah. is which is an, an in, uh, a decision to make it less uh, less interesting potentially, but like that's an opinion, I guess. Um, it, it's a decision to make it more accessible. But also, they are quoting the Nazis in the in the few lyrics that exist in this song. Okay, go because this is go. he goes Sieg Heil March, which is uh, yeah, hail to victory March. Basically. Yeah, and um, and obviously it's the sound of boots on the ground. You're yeah. talking about Afghanistan being an influence in in some of Matt's writing. So obviously we're starting off with that very militaristic uh, sort of, which is a f- definitely picks up over the course of the career. Is that mi- is that military? Yes, rhythm. I did notice that this album is the start of a lot of things that become like ingrained in the sound of Muse. Drones. I'm just imagining the album cover. It's got people marching. Oh, God, don't talk to me about that album cover. We'll get to it. But okay, we'll get to it. Have you, read, uh, have you read that Daily Mash article? Yes. Uh, with the, oh. the headline that that album cover destroyed capitalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is one thing I don't want. This is one thing that I, I... I always say spoilers. Let's not spoil stuff ahead of time. I'm going to spoil it. The Drones album cover is the worst album cover that's ever been put to art. It's no, so man, it's really, bad. It's really so shit. No, it's about it, it, controlling. It, it, it belongs control, on that, um, that, that subreddit. Uh, I'm 14 and this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. It's anyway. Uh, anyway, like, anyway. But the intro. thing is, so if I'm going to continue my 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 arm of getting Muse albums tattooed, should I get the drones uh, ones on my arm? Oh yeah, 100%. absolutely. Yeah, that'll be absolutely. really that'll be really cool. That'll be really cool. I'm surprised that you don't have a little uh, human T pose. I've thought about it many thing. times, and I've thought about combining it with my Origin of Symmetry tattoo. But what I really like about Origin of Symmetry tattoo, Origin of Symmetry tattoo, is that it's, it's is that it's really simple. Yeah, it's not messy. True. There's nothing. There's no business going on. It's a really simple tattoo, and I like that it's simple. I like nice clean lines, and I feel like if I add anything to it, messy. Fair. Yeah. So I'll just yeah, get yeah. the absolution thing on my ass. Very Lionel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the yeah, band. So it's good. the band and Tom Kirk stomping in a cupboard. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like who's fair. doing the? Uh, who's doing the? Paul, uh, Paul the Reeve, tr- who is oh, one, okay. one of the producers, says Zeke. Yeah. Well, he shouted the the words. Zeke Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a. They didn't like get an old like recording of a. Nazi oh, so they literally got him. Yeah, it's them in a cupboard. It's them in a cupboard. It's just them in a cupboard. It's just them in a cupboard. It's just them hanging out in a cupboard. The sounds I mean, of I mean, all, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we take the piss, but I actually like the rhythm is great and absolutely gets me ready for duh, for, duh, for apocalypse. Duh, duh, please, duh, duh. Well, that's wrong. Okay, that's it's so simple, Steve, and you're a drummer, and yet you still manage to just get that wrong. <laughs> duh, 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 now that's an intro. Imagine it's that. Imagine instead of <laughs> it was Sig Heil. Like, imagine it was that. Instead. Oh, well, <laughs> Jesus Imagine I it mean, was maybe, that. Instead. Maybe some English fans, but come on. That would have been awful. Um, but yeah, so it leads directly into uh, Apocalypse, please. Uh, Can we play it with intro? Any... Can we play it with intro, though? Do you actually want to play it with intro? Oh, just, it's so much better. It's so much more complete. Well, we you we, don't know. We won't because no, no, the track no. as it stands yep. doesn't have the yep, stomps. Yep, when yep, they play yep, it yep. live, they don't do the stomps. Oh, actually, they do. They do Rules. Here Please. we go. 
apocalypse. Just please. So good. Just exactly what I want. Is it said Did like it? that? Apocalypse, please. Because apocalypse, yeah. please. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, okay, Lucas, do you want to go first? I just did. I just said this is exactly what I want. So in a this muse is song. like this is peak yeah. muse for you. This, this is, is what I love in a muse songs. This is what I love is a big, bombastic, ridiculous, stupid song that's really silly and big, and especially like it when they open and close albums with them because I like that. I like a big opener. I like a big closer. Same with like mm. a gig. You want a big opener, you want a big closer. This is, this is exactly. And if Steve, considering what you've been saying about how you like Big Muse, if you don't like this, then then I don't know what you are anymore as a person. <laughs> what are you? What even uh, would you be? Okay, th- this this feels like them trying so hard to be epic and big. It, and it feels so formulaic. Really so succeeding. it feels like... Th- it feels like I'm trying to be epic for epic's sake. Um, so for example, they literally say it's time for something biblical. Yeah. And it's like they're kind of winking to the camera like, hey, we're being big and book us, book us in a stadium. They're being uh, be great. biglical. Um, That's big- very good. <laughs> it, uh, I don't hate it. Like his piano playing through the whole song, that song is is fantastic. Um, and also, it's really simple and really fucking easy to play. <laughs> is it really Which is nice? Because any old pleb like me can play along. Dun, dun, dun. It's <laughs> 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 like classic music synths going on. I d- I just find this song really really uninteresting, and it's a real damp first track to an album. Oh my god, you're so wrong. I, I think it's it's just being. In which case, my whole view of what Steve is going to make of Muse through this entire season has now changed. Has it just flipped on Based off head? that single song, I am now yeah. thinking, I, I was going to have an ally in Steve. I'm now going to have an enemy. I Don't could think- see us. When, when we said, oh, this is this is like the blueprint for how Muse sound kind of going forward in many ways. Steve just went, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a little on the nose? They're trying to make this big apoc- apocalyptic song and they call oh, it ma- Apocalypse, please. And they say it's the end of the world. Yeah, Muse are nothing if not obvious. Yeah. So for me, it's like it's so dramatic and like basically operatic, and it sets up the album so well because, like this song, this album is boring as fuck. Yeah. It it just this song starts at a level where it has absolutely nowhere to go, so it just drags on. Like it starts at ten. And then it just keeps fucking hitting its head at 10, this song. I don't want to do like, this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus just doesn't escalate at all. Um, oh, It comes down a little bit with the arpeggiation. Bit. Yeah, yes. But not enough to sort of... Uh, yeah, but it's good. Not, not, not enough to sort of hold my interest, to be honest, for the song. Um, and the lyrics sort of... I almost feel like they're setting out this stall of like, this is going to be a concept album. This is the end of the world. And then the concept album never arrives. Yeah, uh, I do what you mean. This this album is like, I, I would, I know there is a song called Sing for Absolution, but I would, I would like call this the title track in that this seems like what would be the opening yeah, of a concept the, album. And it really suits, the, like the album cover is like. It looks like this sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that's because actually the album is sequenced very, very poorly. So I literally wrote in my notes, Steve's love, Steve loves this one. Really? <laughs> well, this track? You fucking twat. Uh, well, Lucas. 
No, don't, I'm don't, sorry, don't talk, I, I can't. Don't, I can't. Don't so this is one of the ones that they originally recorded with an orchestra and got rid because they felt it sounded weaker with an orchestra. Uh, it would have sounded the same, I think. Uh, you know, it it just yeah, like I said, it just keeps bumping its head on the ceiling. It also sets out the stall of like the lyrics having much less interesting ideas. Like the theme of this song is it's the end of the world, and the lyrics are this is the end of the world. This is the end. Yeah, of the world. yeah, which is like where he's what he's now obsessed with, basically forever he's now obsessed with mm. the fact that we're like i mean it's you know it's not it's not without merit like i mean no, i don't no. think it's without <laughs> merit I, I just don't like it but it's, it's definitely you're going to be very disappointed with me lucas because i used to love this album and i really don't like oh it i'm not just one of you because i i've i i came into this podcast expecting an, en- an enemy out of you <laughs> do you know what but i felt right? like steve was going to ally because steve but you because certainly steve didn't expect steve, to get double team steve normally you? likes things because steve just likes things and steve likes yeah. like musical theater and like if, if musical theater is nothing if not big bombastic and like fairly obvious yeah but it's well written is it yeah 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 this album is quite boring is what I what I sort of uh, discovered and honest, one day honestly, more think... for revolution we will nip it in the bud yeah, it's terrible lyrics. It's fucking terrible. But, and I bet you love that song. But also, well done I bet for you the love. lyrics. Yeah. But also, one yeah. day more. Yeah, don't, it's great. Wait, sorry. It's great. Sorry, I was just about to say that that lyric is better than anything on this album. Nip it in the bud. Yeah, that that that's a phrase that like is. I know it's a phrase, and, and it's a, a and it's a no, no, silly I, I know phrase. That you know that. I know that you know that. But I'm going through <laughs> my thought process when I hear that, like. That is something that then becomes very relatable to me because that is a phrase that I would use. I never use the phrase "it's time for something biblical." Do you not? I say that whenever. <laughs> what? I say that. To when, be fair, I say that whenever I'm about to go for a poo. <laughs> I say that as soon as I wake up. You wake up and go, "It's time for something <laughs> biblical." Oh my god! I was like, "Please, um, it's this, it's three in the morning." This, this was wake your child. This up. was for <laughs> yeah. a small spell. Actually, my alarm. Oh was my it really? god! Really? Because I it was I can't remember it was it was when like I had oh, I, like, setting your whole day up for when disappointment. I when I couldn't I couldn't laze about in bed I had to be fucking shocked into waking up I like I think it was when I was working nights maybe or something. So let me let me just I've I've been I've obviously been negative at the start. There are some highs in this album for me. I just same it's the end yes. it's the end yeah. of it. Um, like there is there is kind of like a when that there is, last note rings out there is kind of like a there is a, a bit of like a plot to the lyrics because like the first verse is kind of the, the 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 earth is fucked the second verse is basically like god come and fix it and then the third verse is like well there is no god we need to fix it so oh yeah that's, okay that's, that's cool see what you said there is is, sounds cool i i like high concept is what i know about myself so so when Muse write a song that is essentially the plot of Interstellar, I fucking love right. it because, like, I love ridiculous, big, high concept things. Like you know, that. it's you know, it's so interesting that you brought up Christopher Nolan at that point. I think you brought up the wrong film, but he is the definition of high concept, but nothing interesting going on with like characters or emotions yeah, 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 or yeah, anything yeah. like no, that. And, and don't get me wrong, I I am I am not without emotion because I agree with the general consensus that Tenet is too far in the direction of concept first, no characterization and no uh, like. But you heart. do love that concept, right? The concept's great, but the execution yeah. <laughs> the execution is lacking because it doesn't have anyone to grab onto. You know, it doesn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, a good point. But the I know, you say bad. You say good, good, good example, but bad wrong film to pick. I mean, I picked that film because they literally write the plot of Interstellar as a song. Like, yeah, no, I know. Before Interstellar like... comes out, so they wrote it, so they get a credit actually. 
But Interstellar is the only film where Nolan sort of embraces the emotion of it, of, of like of that situation, and like I mean, the key to uh, the plot of Interstellar is love. Spoilers, <laughs> like it's yeah. So that's that's Nolan sort of breaking through his own weird barrier. Yeah. Something that Muse don't manage to do on Apocalypse, please. Oh. But Muse fans, Sorry, li- but Muse fans listen to this podcast, so we have to be positive. So do let's record it again. But. Okay. But suck okay something that but I like the about Apoc- Apocalypse, please. I do think it's. I was going to say I think it's positioned correctly on the album, but then I realised that that I don't. So scratch that. But how it's such Steve? a, a big, big, big um... opener. They recorded the so we talk about Tom Kirk like being very like into his recording like methods and all that. The drums are recorded in a swimming pool. To get a big, I imagine they emptied it. To get a big, nope, nope. There's footage on the behind the scenes. He's sitting there in his oh, trunk, okay, going yeah. slowly sinking. Had um had Rich Costi already produced Cigaros by this point because their studio incorporates an empty swimming pool, um that they set the drums down in to get the the Cigaros huge reverberated drum sound. Mm, let's have a look, shall we? Uh, Muse Absolution cool. came before he, he worked with Cigaros. He... Okay, which album did he work with Sigur Ross in? Please he... let it be the one that you definitely won't be able to pronounce. Um, he did not work with Sigur Ross. He definitely did. Strolling through a Wikipedia article, and I, uh, no point does it say Sigur anywhere on that page. Right now, at this point, there the we go. He works. There you go. A... In, in 2013, he he mixes it. He doesn't produce it. He mixes Clicker. Right, okay. I was hoping that he'd done some work on the... Uh... I mean, I, I don't know why I'm going to get this somebody because which, which I can't one? pronounce which one? it either. Which one, which one of them? Oh, you know which one I'm talking about. No, though, the don't. one that's really long. Which one? Um, which one? I will say at this point... Sh- sh- Steve, podcast, sorry. We're, we're, Adam, we're has, hour, to, Adam a, has to do something. We're, and... we're an hour and a half into the into the recording. Nah, there's a whole there load. There's a whole load we're going to cut. There is a lovely se- there is a lovely segue for you. To cool. Well, then, the then, then then stop making it longer and interrupting the bit where I'm gonna, Adam's going to say the name of the Sigur Ross song. Cut all that out. Med sud ichrum vio spillum endalaust. Fucking well done. That's probably not even. No, but it's a lot better than I would have managed. But guys, it's getting late in the day. It's past my bedtime. Hang on, let me... Oh, I see what you just did. It's getting late in the day, and so... Nailed it.
Yeah, I can go first. Uh, I've, I've never liked this song, weirdly. Um, it's, oh. It's sort of similarly just so boring. Um, it's got like that quiet, loud dynamic, so I suppose that's sort of uh, that's sort of something. But it's got those like classic Bellamy lyrics that could be about something interesting, but also could just be about a relationship to like almost ensure that it is uh, hashtag relatable. Guess what? When asked about the lyrics to this song, he said, oh, these ones are kind of non-specific. It could be about society <laughs> or religion or a relationship. Yeah. Um, now you've you've sort of <laughs> that mentioned really it turns me off. Muse, like in general, that whole approach. But yeah, you've also you have um, kind of uh, raised this before with this song. I think on this se- the season that what is it? Yeah, what is it? Sorry, what? Hang on. Push it. Stop it. Yeah. Won't let you bury it. Won't you murder it? But like Matt, it. You know, Matt Bellamy himself just said, like like Lucas said, it's non-specific. Uh, which yeah. you know leaves a lot of room for interpretation um which i'm sure a lot of people like this song because they can imprint whatever it is they're feeling when they're listening to it onto whatever it is you know it becomes a relationship it becomes something they're struggling with in terms of politics maybe uh for me it just i kind of i it just it comes across as lazy and maybe a bit thoughtless uh to me uh, but I've, for some reason, I've never sort of like engaged with this song, and 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 I wouldn't have put that much thought into it when I was fifteen. I actually um, also, you know, I mean, it's a great jumpy, jumpy, pointy, shouty song at a gig. It's that, a pop. It's a, it's it's a nice it's, pop it's song. their first. This is their first like big radio one pop shouty, pointy, pointy chart like banger, right? Mm. Yeah, I would go like nuts for this if I was at smashed a gig, at a club yeah, or at a but, gig. But yeah. having said that, I also kind of. I think it's only okay as as far as this yeah. album goes. This is like one of the because it's because it's just of... fairly. It's not. It's not like it's not bad. It's not. I don't think it's a bad song, but I don't think it's massively interesting. And it's it's just. It's a very well put together single for the radio. Yeah, it's very that. Yeah, and it's verse chorus verse chorus bit of a solo bit of a solo chorus chorus uh, which which you know coming off the back of Origin of Symmetry where you've got stuff like Citizen Erased or um, you know. Uh, hyper music and stuff like that is 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 just a bit disappointing. I do remember the video, uh, yeah, because that's why I've always thought, oh, this is like a political song because it takes place in the um like a like war the room situation, war room, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember them bit there being like loads of different countries. Was it like the UN or something? So and then the... Matt Bellamy is like playing the guitar on the table. So and all the yeah. world leaders are like Matt Bellamy, you can't be on the table. The but I... I'll tell you what, yeah, Steve, this is serious. He, he is on the he's table. on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Matt <laughs> Bellamy <laughs> is on. And the they table. do that. They do the They do the thing where it's slow, and so it means that when they recorded the video, they had to, to play it really fast, which is yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is a lot of fun. And there is there is a sex. Lady and there's a sexy lady. Um, well, there can't be sexy ladies so the, in the war room. So, but well, there is a sexy lady. So, yes, so, tell you what, there is. So the music video is basically like the the thing that Matt is obsessed with around this point. Sexy, sexy ladies. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of like his his conspiracies and all that is. Have you ever heard of the Trilateral Commission? Which is, it, is this a secret shadow? It government? sounds like a Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> It's very true, it does. Yeah. Denzel yeah. Washington, yeah. the Trilateral Commission. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean, it is exactly that, Adam. I mean, it, it was a real thing. It was like a, a, a group, a non-government group of leaders and, and like, 
business leaders and you know, basically high-ranking people in the world who aren't politicians. Yeah, and it was bankers, it, it, and it was like a it, the idea was it was like a post World War. Sounds II. like the Freemasons. It was like a post World War Two. Like let's 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 all work together. Let's have like try and foster relationships between countries type vibe. But obviously, conspiracy people pick that up and go, no, they're behind it all. They're the they're the shadow government. They're the ones behind behind. They're pulling the strings. They're the Illuminati. Yeah. Like, because that's the so kind that's of what the, is that what the music video is kind of. That's to what the music, be. and that's what like like other songs on this album are are about. So in 2003, 2004, that's quite a harmless sort of like fun thing to be writing about. Where we're sat now in 2021, that is a dangerous sort of almost right wing. Well, this is this is the problem of what we talked about in the first episode, isn't it? Is that this is QAnon is that it's it's not that that believing in that stuff is inherently right wing. It's that the right wing have so co-opted. In fact, and also the radical left wing maniacs have co-opted conspiracy theories to such an extent now that yeah it's almost it's almost a dangerous the thing radical left wing is going on QAnon. no but there's but then there's, there's but then there's runs the u.s but government. then there's different conspiracies isn't there it's just like they're maybe just less like stupid but they're also still big mm. like i would say yeah the, the problem is it's it's conspiracy theories have become like yeah dangerous well the problem is now they have real world repercussions it's not just it's not just idiots on yes. youtube making videos yeah. was, little did you know that it was the, the, the plane like some fucking wanker yeah, narrating yeah. a Lizard video people. with his voice yeah. changed on a video it's now like they'll go and shoot up the white house right yeah, yeah. they'll storm the capitol building yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not yeah. it's now it's now it's a, becoming a bit too real and close for comfort which is a, which is than, which is not very a good reflection of our uh, world, is it? That you can't even have some people just having some fun little. Remember when just people who believe in yeah, you can't even say you're British well, these remember, days. Remember when? Remember, <laughs> like, do, you, do you remember when people who believed in lizards and Splork coming down and and remember and, the good old days? And like that blitz. was just like a nice little little harmless thing that existed. Was just people that believed that the end of days was when coming men were men because yeah, but now like. I think people's critical faculties are slightly um, uh, have been slightly worn down by the constant, um, you know, alternative media's and distrust of a mainstream media for like perfectly good reasons because mainstream media's have been doing things like hacking people's voicemails and yeah, you know, things like that. There's there's perfectly good reasons to distrust um, some of the mainstream media um, and. But it's always the right wing that rushes into gaps that are left in the centre. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I I blame the internet, and the internet was a mistake. Yeah, the internet is not being used as I think it like should was intended to be There's used. Some, the internet. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can in, search whatever I don't want. Don't get me wrong. Very, very, very <laughs> whatever I want. Very Adam. handy. <laughs> and and the people listening to this podcast listen to it using the internet. Apart from the really big fans who who went and bought the vinyl, but. <laughs> But yeah, on the whole, the internet has some bad, some bad, some bad things. Uh, I mean, yep. the thing I was talking about, the thing I was talking about earlier that I couldn't remember what it was called is the Dunning Kruger effect, where the the, the Kruger Dunning Kruger effect. Thank you. Um, no, he's the man with the the yeah. knives on his hand. Yeah, Dunning is, Kruger yeah. was the, Dunning Kruger, uh, the guy that was uh, accused of being a paedophile and then burned alive. Yeah, is that actually a thing? 
Is that who he was? I just know of the... the... No, that's that's the story of Freddy Krueger. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I've never was... seen any what? Nightmare Behind what? Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm what Adam did guy. there, Lucas, is he, he yes-handed you and just expanded on your, your improvisation. But and Lucas doesn't uh, have enough base knowledge to know yeah, that I'm doing I, that. I'm, <laughs> so not went, really? I'm not a horror guy, I'm afraid. I don't really know. Uh, I've seen the Saw films. They're, some, they're, they're films. Yeah, that's films. Yeah, that's Yeah, true. they're films. Yeah. Let's talk about how sexy... I also saw them. Good. Oh. Uh, like, so basically, when they wrote this song, it was very much an intentional thing that they wanted a groovy song to dance and like have a fun time. It's to. a groovy. That was, that was very much song. Oh, it is a bit groovy. It's it good is groovy. Sexy. It's a, like, like this is this is the the first sign of what Muse step more and more into, and like with each yes. kind of successive album, they do a. F- there's kind of one of these tracks on every album, and they get more and more poppy with each album. I'll tell you so why. There is a song so, that so, is very. The next one that's like this, if I'm, th- if we're thinking of the same song, I really like the next yes, one. Yes, like I know this. you. I, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They, there's varying levels of success, and then in later albums, it becomes more part of the sound, right? On the okay. whole, oh, but, interesting. But I would the say reason... this is definitely the the first sign of funky bass, funky dancey, fun bass, funky dancey becomes... bass, and sexy clicks of the fingers. Well, mm. also known, Steve. Also known, as, Steve. As God, Philip. Little Philip. Phillips. Little Philip there. Yeah. And lap and lap. Philippe's glasses. Going, just doing a little going... Philip glass here. <laughs> and on the old laps as well. Is it really? Oh, I don't it's like laps. lap pats it's... now. Oh, that's less sexy. I don't know why. That's a bit Vic and Bob, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I like I I don't hate it, but I also agree it's not it's kind of I like, like whenever it. I've seen it live, I'm sure I've had a fun time and got yeah. and jumped up and down. I, I like it um, a lot less with age now. I'm actually listening to it rather than just sort of seeing it. I don't know. Uh, it is. On, this on is their their second most played song live in their entire career. Oh wow! Okay. What's the most? Plug and baby. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's plug and baby. Oh, I mean, I mean, I also time a... time would allow for that as well because it's older. So. I was yeah. I would uh, say it was hoodoo or something like that. It was most hoodoo. played. Yeah. No hoodoo. I would have said it's number the three. Other one with the cowboys and space and stuff. Not Sidonia, I bet it's Thank somewhere. you. You just yeah. described about five fucking songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we simply don't have time. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Steve, you haven't really said what you think of this song. If you like, yes, no. It's no. Like, it's no. Well, that's what I mean with just, just, just listening to it with a critical ear. I've just become a bit. It's just a bit flat. Yeah, um, it's, but then I think that the whole album's a little bit flat. You guys are breaking my heart. I'm know, really sorry. I'm I was sorry. so excited. I was so excited that this like, was on this I, album. I've, I've I was like, come this into is this, one I know. Let's I've come into this so ready, so ready to, like, to, oh, to have to, to accept the shitting on of the later albums. But I didn't think I'd have to start doing it so soon. Oh, <laughs> Lucas, I'm so, so sorry. So this is this is the album that I listened to the most out of the ones we've listened to so far. Just because I kept being like, right, but I'm missing something, right? If I go back to it, I'll like it this time. Because I desperately wanted to like this, and I desperately wanted to have a really positive discussion about it, but I can't because it's shit. Well, then do no, just have <laughs> oh, a positive. Come on. No, Adam, just have a positive conversation. I don't actually think. <laughs> although, although, guys, album number three. What happened last season? We are due. Yeah, a, that's true. A I smackdown. T- I tell you what, album number three as well for the Manics is their critically acclaimed. Uh, 
like you know Behemoth yeah, but that's Origin of Symmetry for me or- albums. Origin of Symmetry is Muses the Behemoth. Holy Bible where it's where it's 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 a an immovable oh, object really? of like well I'd say so wouldn't you if you're going to say if you're going to compare any Muse albums to the Holy Bible it would be Origin of Symmetry in the, yeah, like that's a harder true. a harder listen but ultimately a very rewarding one but I think this one is more universally acclaimed is it not yeah yeah I'm not talking necessarily about the claim I'm more talking about yeah. like, the album as it is as an album yeah this well, obviously, it. me not liking it is wrong, and I should be no, punished. You are wrong and and you maybe should be I should, uh, maybe I should uh, have maybe to you should, sing uh... for absolution. Yeah, see what I've... So you're you're doing the things now. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know when they turn up. Should I... oh uh, yeah, I should play the song actually, because oh. that was actually a really good. Um, Segway because like the song's called Sing for Absolution. Exactly. Yeah, the song is called Sing for Absolution. Yeah, yeah I'm realizing that now that I and sh- you realize. Yeah. I should have gone you straight said, into the song. Is what, what I you done. said. Sing for absolution. So you were thinking, oh, I should probably play. That's why I'm thinking. Well, I say, I'll do another one. So okay, so, okay. And it'll do. And when are you going to do it? So I'm going to do it now. And so. the album it's called it's called sing for absolution and the album's called absolution and it's, 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 does it's name. that count as a title track because the titles are different mm. but it has the word it's like it's like he says the word though he says it, absolution in it, it is it? a bit annoying actually now you've mentioned that because <laughs> he's just he's just saying more of the lyrics like it's a well bit... so would you would it like if it had been like a song called reading the holy bible <laughs> it's not yeah, quite exactly yeah, sort of yeah. Uh, call this song Absolution. It's like calling it Cause Our Time Is Running Out. <laughs> well, no, but 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 like this is a song about singing for Absolution, but the yes, whole album is enough. about absolution in general. I also like it. Also it's a cool word. Yeah, and it's a good fitness regime. Sing. For absolution, welcome to my <laughs> YouTube video. Just hit subscribe. Oh, an absolute plodding bore fest. 
Yeah, it's so unbelievably dull stadium epic bait. Do you know yeah. what's really weird about this song? Go on, please. Is because I I have never given this song that much money. I do everything from three minutes on, great. When it gets bigger and <sighs> the guitar solo and everything from our wrongs remained unrectified and yeah. our sons, it's really big. And I'm like, fuck yeah. But everything up till that is fairly plodding. When they did the Shepherd's Bush by request gig in 2017. This wasn't requested. This was in the top 10 and was played. What the fuck? I was really surprised. And as was Matt, because he literally said on stage, like, so this song was voted in the top 10. Like, I didn't expect that. Steve, Steve, you might not be aware of Absolution. You might not be aware of this, Steve. This was a single. So, yes, this was a single. Oh. This was their, <laughs> this was their fourth single. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it, it's kind of like going the album by the album because it's called Absolution. That's that's in this. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's, it's a also bit more of an it's also maybe the closest. No, it's not though. It's not the closest they get to like a lighters in the air, but it is the closest they get to like. Uh, but it's stadium of... bait. It's stadium it? bait. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, arms in the air. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Is it because the first like three? Yeah. Quarters, this is this is "Fix You" by Coldplay. It's yeah. The same this is him sat mode, at the piano, it? right? It's him sat at the piano. It's perfect. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. The song is perfectly. It doesn't seem ballady enough to be like that kind of. Oh, it is. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as good as "Fix You." That's probably what you're thinking. That's true. Yeah. The the opening of this album for me, like in terms of how far we've gotten now, is an absolute disaster. Like oh we're God. we're at track we're at track four, but really we're at track three, and they've all been really dull, right? No, I mean no, Luke. Uh, wrong, but, but Steve, you're kind of apocalypse. Please is incredible. <laughs> no, I'm 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 less negative than Adam, um, but but you're also correct on every point, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, right. Don't get me wrong. It's a perfectly pleasant song. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's just not. But it's five minutes. It's five minutes long. It is a bit long. I was so bored. The the, the three minutes onward mark is Chef's kiss for me. It's fine. Big, big. Big vocals. But you've got pipe. to wait three minutes. Man's got pipes. That's the thing. So, yeah, that, to be fair. You're right, Steve. Like, and, and, and we'll see this on other tracks as well. There's great bits at like X minute onwards, but you've got to wait three, four, sometimes yeah. five minutes to get there. I would say this is the, the the slow bit is too long before you get to the, the big epic. It's all the slow bit. It's all the slow bit. No, it's just sometimes dun, dun, there's dun, more dun, guitars dun, dun, on the slow dun, bit. Dun, dun, yeah, and it's like, dun, dun, no, but that's quite plodding. Dun, 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 dun. You can't say that, like, the guitar and vocal, like, big bits is plodding. Oh, it is, though. Do you remember, do you remember when you, we were talking about Ready for Drowning and you were like, you had, you could, you, you had psychically already guessed where the riff was going because it was so tradish. Oh, God. Do you remember that, that? My, like, my, in, my, in the manic my season? finest, my finest moment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Th- that's exactly what the solo is. Here it goes. Dun, 
Yeah, they've put a bit of phaser on it. Yeah, Great. Cool, but yeah, cool. I, I will say this, this like, is like space. <laughs> yeah, because space famously has phaser yeah, on loads it. Loads of phaser. Have you not seen any sci fi in your life? Uh, no, I've never seen any. They sci-fi. go. I don't believe in fiction. That's good <laughs> because it's not true. Uh, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't believe in fiction. Um, I, I, and also, I think that like the muddy production means that anything, and, and this is symptomatic of the album as well, anything interesting is just pushed like right to the back of the mix. Because at the end of this song, you can hear some really interesting stuff going on. Like the, the guitars and the drums and the bass fade away, and there's some really interesting, intricate sections going on in the background that, that end up being the outro of the song. And it was just really disappointing to me that, that it had been inaudible for the rest of the song i think you know muse are not a band that are known to strip back you think that's fair right yeah what's in there but basically they're basically they're basically an acoustic band yeah (laughs) Yeah. they're a twee but but like couple of people it does frustrate me that they always try and do the most because if they just stripped it back a little bit there might be actually be some interesting textures that kind of hold my attention for the for the duration of this song but it is mixed in such a way that it all just disappears and i don't know whether that's the focus on the vocals so that it's more of like a pop kind of mix or if that's a symptom of the loudness war I, I don't know what it is but the whole album just sort of seems it's a bit of a bit of a dirge it's a bit of, it's a bit gray i don't like you <laughs> no that's his comeback oh, i don't like either of you oh. i'm really sorry <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the interesting oh, thing no. is though like i said we're four tracks in really three tracks and lucas you haven't been fussed about two of them either um, no, to be fair, when we're going to say like uh, lowest low points, I'm, I mean we're probably two, at least one of these will probably make that list. Yeah, and so that's what I mean when I say this album is quite poorly sequenced. No, like, but like... I, uh, yes, but also that's not me saying I think they're bad. That's because I think no. everything else in the album is fucking incredible. Right, right, right. For the right, right. for the most part, um, yeah, I think you're wrong and you're a grotesquely ugly freak. <laughs> um and also you know also bear in mind that we you know a lot of muse fans listen to this podcast now and so they they they'll where they won't listen if we're negative so we need to be really positive and you need to tell me why all these songs are amazing lucas i'll tell you what i'll tell you what really i like great. about this album really great and all the songs are great yeah, yeah. one of the yeah, things yeah, I yeah. love about the album is yeah. all of the songs on it. Good man, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, one of the good, things good. I like about this album is all of the album, yeah, and yeah. all of the songs on the album. Oh, actually, yeah, and the album. I think like there's a lot of energy in Apocalypse, please. Even if I'm not necessarily responding to it, but it it becomes a bit energyless, a bit uh, a bit static. On time is running out. And sing for absolution, but I'll tell you where the the energy comes mm. back a little oh, bit. Yeah, ba- yeah, baby, a little, just a little. Falling away with you. No, no.
Hello. Where has this muse been up until track five? Hello, my president. <laughs> You're right. To be honest, though, I think Steve really loves this one, and I still don't really care for it. No, I, uh, I really, really, really <laughs> like this. Here we go. Like this is the first song on the album I was really, really into. I love. Wait, this. guys, sorry, sorry. Oh, I Adams. To, I have to interrupt because okay, I. I I was listening to this album a lot as I was sort of um, falling asleep. I was listening to a lot in bed this time, and I there's a, such a weird thing. To there's do. actually a really important note that I wrote down in sort of like a half sleep state <laughs> okay. that I think needs yeah. a spotlight on it. I wrote down Helsinki habit. <laughs> Were you like nodding <laughs> off and like writing yeah. nonsense? And I thought this will be great. I should mention this on the podcast. What does that even mean? Is that something Hell to do with Sinky. Stockholm? It's like Stockholm Syndrome, right? Yeah, Hell yeah. Habit. And you thought Helsinki Habit, and you thought this yeah. is this is gold. Yeah. I need to. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, for for anybody who watches uh, Seinfeld, I had a uh, flaming globes of Sigmund moment. Oh, good. I uh, <laughs> I love I love that thing when you're like half asleep, half awake, and you just like either say or think just nonsense yes yeah. there is a great subreddit for memes that are kind of like thought up just as you're drifting off or waking up from sleep oh, it's called yeah. it's called thomas the plank engine right i'm immediately <laughs> subscribing i wrote down did i have i already talked about this on the podcast or not i wrote down on my phone because i thought it really mattered it was like a, a lyric and i wrote and i woke oh, up yeah. in the morning to on my notes uh neon crocodiles drink from neon no it was crocodiles drink from neon lands or something like that. That's and great. I, That's I thought, yeah, great, yeah, really good. Great. Need to this remember will be that. the start of an album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the start of my career. I remember being in a big a big circle with friends, like getting stoned, like sitting on the floor of like a bedroom at a party or something, all passing around joints. That sounds wonderful. And I like started nodding off, and then I just was like, just suddenly went. Oh, the cowboys. And, so, <laughs> and then someone was like, what? Are you, what? And I was like, what? And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, we were literally just having a conversation about cowboys. They were like, no. Oh, not. the cowboys. And it's just, it's That's always so the thing good. that stood with me. It's just, oh, the cowboys. It's just like a little. <laughs> I, 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 I just checked my notes app. It was actually heavenly crocodiles drink from neon lands. No, that's really that's good. Good, I like I, that. Doesn't that like, sound quite nice? No, I mean it's shit. It's, it's nonsense. No, well. it sounds like a Nick Cave lyric. It's yeah, great. it's so stupid and shit. Lucas, and what you said you don't then know about anything non- about Nick Cave. Lucas. But what? But what? But what? But what I like about it is that it's nonsense, and that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with lyrics that are just yeah. nonsense. No, I completely Lucas, agree. Um, completely agree. What, yeah. what you just said about slightly nodding off and saying stuff. I remember um, one of our friends we were at sleepover and he, we were all just sort sleepover. of slowly slowly yeah this is early on, slowly nodding off and i won't say um the friend's name on this podcast but it's um alex ollis <laughs> and he was um he's slowly drifting off well for one he just in his sleep went france <laughs> but, but another one another one he just sort of went and it was really really silent and we'd been talking about the girls we fancy it was that is that kind of era sure and, it, and so last week and uh he uh <laughs> alexandra ollis yeah, sure and he just, went, he just went yeah yeah you could just use a winch and pulley system you <laughs> 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 were like <laughs> okay well thank, thanks uh, <laughs> yeah i mean you could yeah you could. um but Stockholm's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. wait. Should we just like play the outro of the song again so we can start this conversation again? Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, I'm more than happy to play the outro of the song, Lucas. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, baby. I mean, don't. Half time, yeah. baby. So that is um, a little inside reference. That is that is fans. a good example of something I was saying earlier, actually, which is the end of this song is so fucking good, but it takes five minutes to get there. Yeah, but the but the five minutes that, that precede it, fuck. The five minutes that precede it are fine. I'll tell you what's there, really there, good there is, about there this song. There is some song, great energy that has been lacking so far on the record, but production-wise. It's still a bit of a dirge, and it sounds really flat. Um, I disagree. It's kind of a bit flat. Like, don't care, Lucas. What about your thoughts? No, I disagree. It's not flat. It's incredible. <laughs> so two Sorry, versus Steve. one. Sorry, shut Steve. up. Steve. Go on, Steve. <laughs> Such bait. <laughs> um, it's it sort of flips. So the so the verses the verses are far more heavy than the chorus. The chorus goes into a yeah. kind of nice. And piano on it Big and very melodic. It's not that. Well, yeah, so you yeah. say piano. Yeah, no, it is, but then it, then it goes back into the verse. And and just and, and there's this thing, this nice thing just before the chorus, it goes into this really heavy guitar tone that actually does completely cut through this kind of flatness of the album. Like that guitar tone in that pre chorus, then it's almost one of my favourite bits of the album. Yeah, and there's like some back masking. Into it, and then it I goes had into the it. I had like the opposite. So oh, I love those like creepy back masks. Yeah, um, yeah. Backing vocals, by the way. But I had the opposite thing. Like I, I've actually put like there is a build-up. There's a pre-chorus build-up that doesn't alter the dynamic of the song in any way because of how it's mixed. It's really weird. And and like you were saying, well, it might have been like peak loudness wars. So Lucas, you'll like this. Here's what I did. Um. I know that some of our listeners follow me on Last FM, so they they will have seen that maybe this album, contrary to what I'd said previously in the episode, is not the most I've listened to a Muse album. But it actually is, because what I did is I downloaded a FLAC version, because I was worried that the mixing issues might have been a Spotify issue, and that actually it wasn't good enough quality. So I downloaded a FLAC, and I've been listening mostly... So I've been mostly listening to the uncompressed version, but it's still it's still there. It is better, but it is still there. It's still hitting that upper limit, and so there's less dynamic. I would have really liked to have seen more dynamic between the chorus and the verse, and I think it's there compositionally, but it's not there like production-wise. But it does bad it does badge hotly though doesn't it really good <laughs> okay yep shout out to george mckenna yeah yes <laughs> badge some... hotly is i certainly... hate that I, so much. i love it <laughs> it badges hotly man it's got such riffs yeah it's got it, the riffs I, you know what? It it's got the riffs, riffs and it's got yeah. even bigger riffs and then in the chorus it's big and epic and like like a wind machine I always feel yeah. like it. No, I always. I mean, feel I mean, like, no, with... like, 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 quite literally. I'm pretty sure Matt, yeah, has a wind machine on stage, and I'm pretty sure this is one of the songs they had it when they were recording, which is a real issue because of all the like the the wind going. Yeah, this is yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I genuinely think they it almost holds back in the chorus, and I quite like that. The, cor- the chorus is a big sing along. The chorus is a big sing along anthem because then, then it's got and, the and then and then oh, they open up the mosh. 
and then they have and the distorted the vocals. So this almost so this almost written. Sorry, Adam, so, if you're editing there. So so the riff so the riff was like a a, a jam they'd play on the like the pre like Origin Symmetry era like tours. I love jam called New D. I love jam because it was a new song played in D. And Adam, should we do a podcast? I, I'd about have jam. called that nude. Nice. Um, and then the 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 main song of this was written on piano. I'm up for a podcast about jam. Yeah, man. What the TV, the Chris Morris TV series? Yeah, no, not the TV series. The radio version. Of nice it. blue jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should um, do that. So <laughs> yeah, the this song was written on piano, like originally. Really? Okay, so I'm guessing that's the chorus. The dun, dun, yeah, dun, you can dun, hear like some arpeggio like, stuff going on. Classic well, Andy, Andy, Andy is doing some piano. There's like some din. Who's Andy? Dun, dun. Uh, and then they basically like. Sorry, I'm like, looking uh, at the credits and I can't see an Andy on piano. Oh, you played the piano. Lucas just. Su- Lucas is in charge. Well, and guess, Andy's yeah, on guess, the piano. You know, and yeah, I'm, we trust Lucas yeah. on this stuff. So and and so I'm guessing they took the the the, the chorus they'd written on the piano and then New York were like, City. And then we're like, we've got this big stupid riff, <laughs> and let's combine the I'm two to make a big to make a big monster. God, I hate this podcast. <laughs> Is this your worst episode yet? It's got to be. You're negative. You're interrupting my points. (laughs) Uh, Adam, you like like a a theme park. You're a big theme park advocate. That's true. Well, specifically Disney, but yeah. Mm, Okay, well, the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket at Universal Studios Florida. Oh, yeah. This is one of the secret tracks you can listen to whilst going around that ride if you type in the code 123. Secret I'm gonna. Tracks. Do you know what? We, we're gonna book a Florida trip. Yeah. Uh, very soon for when the pandemic is over. I'm gonna do that. Lucas. Yeah. So the the it's a good it's a good roller coaster, and you listen to like songs on there's like you know speakers in the in the secret yeah. track, and you can choose your tracks. But if you type one two three, there's a load of like secret tracks. And Adam, you I'm should record your reaction. It's that. just one of them going, Stockholm syndrome. Oh, yeah, it's Stockholm syndrome. Cool. Well, actually, like I, I, I react very viscerally to roller coasters. So the podcast uh, recording will just be me going, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, I, I've got to say, highlights so far of the tracks, like you know, the, the, the guitar is is some software. So, so Rich Costi had some software that it gets two different sounds and creates a midpoint sonically between those two sounds. Okay. So he played the riff on guitar, and he played the riff on a synth, and then he put them together. And the midpoint is what you're hearing. David the- oh, Brent smooched them. David Brent fingers gif. It David yeah. Brent fingers gift them together. Yeah. All right. See, that's quite interesting. Um, well, the main riff. Dun, 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 dun. No, the. Dun, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's what I did, I guess but with so, less yeah. syllables. Um, Oh, this is about Stockholm Syndrome. We all know what Stockholm Syndrome is, right? Oh, you don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> is named is named after the Normalstrog robbery of Kreditbanken at Normalstrog, Stockholm, in which the bank robbers held bank employees hostages from August 23rd to August 28th, 1973. In this case, the victims became emotionally attached to and even defended their captors when they were freed from their six-day ordeal. Yeah. Um, t- it's a t- thing. T- t- one one of the robbers and one of the captives ended up in a relationship together. Yep. There is a very good film about it starring Ethan Hawke. Uh, I think it's just called Stockholm. Uh, yeah, worth worth checking out. That's Adam's film corner. Adam's film oh. corner, 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 corner. Put some reverb on that. Film <laughs> okay, I'll put some reverb. Not that one though. Not that one. Yeah, no, just I like leave, that. No, one. Leave, leave I like that one that unedited. One. Leave that one unedited. 
Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Baby. Taking editing uh, suggestions. Well, it's, my uh, po- it's my podcast. This my season. It's my podcast. That is true. That is true. Um, so I, I don't really know what it's about. Is it just about Stockholm? I don't think. I don't think this is one that's about like a relationship. No, I think, I maybe think it he's is. Just... I think it's. To, I think it's about an abusive relationship. I guess it could. I mean, I guess whether it's biographical or not, I guess is another question. It could just be about fiction, like a fictional. Just yeah. about about Stockholm syndrome, the idea. Not, this this is the not last... a lot of rich ideas to dig into. Just off the top of my head, because I'm not going to look up the lyrics, but it's the last time oh, I abandon you. I wish I could. So it is. I I've always seen it as like an abusive relationship yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the Stockholm right. syndrome is kind of like they kind of go together, right? Those two exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When the chorus now now. We're going to listen now. to it, but when apparently, when the chorus is played backwards, yeah, you can hear these lyrics, which is "You can't see me. We sneak off. I lost to love. Please save the night wind and high above. I lost to love. Sing, save now. Play the clip because okay. absolute okay. bollocks." <laughs> Yeah, it's rubbish. But yeah. now I think that so, is. Sorry, re- repeat the lyrics again. You can't see me. Hearing. You can see me. We sneak off. I lost you, love. Please save the night wind. It's no, it's nonsense. The it's night some, wind. The night wind. And high above, I've lost a love. Sing safe. Now I think that is someone who's listened to it backwards and thinks they've heard that. And the thing yeah. is, if you read it along with it, you can kind of go. I kind of see that, but uh, if if I hadn't give if I hadn't said if I wasn't reading them along and I just went just play that backwards, what what's he saying? You go well, nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely yeah, nothing. Imagine maniac, imagine trying maniac to do that on, on news wiki who's decided that's a fact. Absolute cack. Probably a mod who you know no one can take it down because he's bloody put it up there and who's going to hi mods of news wiki. Hi mods, we yeah, love you. Really hi, hi crazy yeah. bobbles. Oh. That's a person. Okay. But it was like um, it was even mentioned in the Mark Beaumont book. And that just makes me think that's just that's just I mean, that's I can't hear it personally. No, I think um, it's nonsense. Yeah. I mean lo- yeah. uh Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Live, this song is like an absolute monster. Uh, Do they don't they include it as part of a medley now? Well, we'll get to that. But that's disappointing. Uh, at that at this point, this is the stop this is the, the gig closer. Oh. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is the this is sense. the closer of 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 the absolution era. Cool. I like it. Um, big epic. They like normally end it with about five straight minutes of just like noise afterwards and and riffage and smashing and greatness. And it's nice. a great song and I love it. And it's a great song. See you next week. Oh well, yes. I was about <laughs> to say, guys, our time is uh, running out. But oh, do we nice. have time for like for like one? Maybe email? Only if email? it's really positive about Absolution. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. Do one always email. always okay. time. So, uh, Jack Shaw has emailed us with the subject line, really grateful for your podcast and my reflections on Muse. Um, 
Dear Muses. Now, I'm going to have to pull you up on this immediately, Jack Shaw, because as far as I can tell, there's only one muser on this podcast. Uh, the jury is out. Maybe at the end, there'll be three. There's, there's, as you far know. as I can tell, right now, there is none. Oh, Lucas doesn't I, uh, like me. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not big on like a nickname to describe a fan base of a thing. I like them. I like them. I think they're Radio good. heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Or just heads. That would be or, good. The heads. or dickheads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is more which is more accurate. I prefer creeps. That <laughs> yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway. Or the the karma police. Yeah, also good. Or also the paranoid good. androids. So you've, yeah, you've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah. the the nude. He's still good. Yeah. The mixomatosis. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Just... two plus two equals five. Yeah. Jack Shaw Jigsaw has said, Dear falling Muses, into places, people. I'm, I am really enjoying your podcast and looking forward to seeing its evolution over this series. Uh, yeah, me too. I am not a major Manix listener, so only recently discovered you, and I'm really glad I did. Uh, my journey with Muse is similar to Adam, but I started at the same height of fandom as Lucas. I used to own all the singles until the second law, the Muscle Museum EP, and I've been to see them on every tour pre-Origin to drones but their star has faded for me origin was their peak i think the core thing that has been lost with matt is the influence jeff buckley had on their first two album uh, albums 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 jeff album uh, jeff album i'm not sure uh wait what yeah, I'm not sure if Jeff will be covered in later episodes, especially considering... We just said Jeff Goldblum as well. Oh, wait, because you said... Well, he's talking about Jeff Buckley. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Jeff will be covered in later episodes, especially considering the recent telly purchase. Now, so Matt Bellamy bought Jeff Buckley's guitar, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, at auction. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, but for I mean, that's, me, not really much, is... that's not really much news apart from Matt Bellamy has a lot of money. Well, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. But for me, he is the key influence on the best of Muse, more so than Queen. Uh, what has been lost over time has been those soaring vocals and free form and sometimes wandering song structures that Jeff was so good at. The range and approach to Matt's vocal lines shared so much with Jeff Buckley in those early days, and that is what really keyed me into them. With Matt's search for stadium-filling hooks since Black Holes, this grandiosity of vocal musicianship has been lost, and it has been to lesser and lesser returns. I still avidly listen to every Muse album on release, uh, and returned some hope of the early days style with some areas of drones, but I crave those earlier, overblown days, which it sounds like you all do as well. Uh, he goes on to say, I discovered Muse at the release of Showbiz via my prog-loving father who had moved through Grace, which is a, a Jeff Buckley album, before discovering some of the slower cuts on Showbiz. I always remain so grateful to my dad, giving me an excellent musical education in my formative years and for the intro to Muse. Note, he did buy me my first copy of OK Computer, the finest album ever written. One of the real highlights of this podcast so far has been unlocking of memories I have of discovering music in my early teenage years with my dad. These early explorations in fandom led on to over a decade of regular gig going, something I really miss these days. I think we all kind of are feeling that uh, at the moment. Part of that loss of gigs is lockdown, but part of it is also the influence of having kids. 
Kids are a joy and an adventure, especially now our oldest is starting to get into music, but one thing they do limit is free time, both cognitive and relative. The main thing I take away from your podcast, and I thank you for this the most, is hearing, and sometimes feeling like I am in, conversations that I miss from my 20s, discussing music in depth and really throwing passion behind something you love. The mix of serious and light conversation on the podcast is great, and I look forward to hearing how your opinions evolve over the series, especially now it seems Lucas is taking a more critical view of music output than mm. that seen through the lens of fandom i'm so grateful for that and look forward to this journey continuing best wishes jack shaw thank you jack what a that great is bloody also, email both cognitive and relative i know what yeah. a wordsmith can we a beautifully written email every what time a, there's like a very good email should we just sort of give him the title of big mate what are we gonna do what's gonna go on well, no, no, hang on am i getting too far <laughs> or should we, we really should, should, should there be like a this. should there be an intermediate Medium I think mate. just I think mate mate he's yeah. a mate good mate he's a he's good mate good yeah. mate all, yeah. all listeners are mates you have then... to guest on the podcast twice to be considered a big, a big mate so we've only so had it's... one big mate and it's no just... it's Greg and Emily are yeah. of course because Emily are now mates. as well yeah yes big mate yes 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 thank you well, so much for that email Jack that was really lovely to Steve read Steve has yeah. guested dozens of times as well though he's also probably considered a big mate but we, we might have to review that membership <laughs> later on in the season no lovely email uh, and that cool. brings us to the end of another episode thank you so much for listening uh, our next episode is in two weeks and we will finish up the album uh, but between now and then it's your turn to talk to us please so come and find us on our social media let us know what you think of absolution of this episode of anything we've talked about uh, we love hearing from you all you can find us on twitter at what is music pod instagram at what is music pod tiktok at what is music and if you'd like to send us something a, a little longer like jack did we'll ha- we'll read it out on the show and you can email us um what is music pod at gmail.com uh, we also have a couple of ways. If you'd like to, you can uh, support us other than listening. Uh, if if you do really want to, one is to buy our merchandise. Uh, if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com, you'll find some, you know, any product you like, t-shirts, clocks, beach towels. You'll find some stupid designs and also one cool one. Um, I think that? we will have... Yeah, we will have some absolution... We'll have an absolution-specific design up, like right now. Yeah. Um, if the merch is not your thing you'd like to just chuck us a few quid you can go uh, you can go to uh, coffee.com which is ko-fi.com forward slash what is music all donations are very gratefully received and go towards our running costs uh, that 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 does it we're going to continue our absolution uh, conversation on the next episode which is in two weeks but I will leave you with just uh, you know, traditionally just one piece of advice um don't please your apocalypse (laughs) or apocalypse will please you very good sean chris wilson jeff album (laughs) 